the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Get it going here on a Monday on the Dave Ellswick Show. Uh, man, we're getting fast approaching the end of November. We're getting towards uh, Thanksgiving. Okay, so I got to ask this question. Uh, Paul Calvert's here. Mm-hmm. Iverson Jackson is here. Uh, RD was up in Branson. He didn't get in until late, late last night. <laughs> and so I gave him dispensation. And then Jan. Uh, is going to be in the dental chair today, mm-hmm. and yeah, no, nah, you don't want to be doing that. You don't want. I'm, I feel sorry for. I I do never. I have never envied, envied anybody who is going to the dental chair. No. It's never fun. So with that said, Iverson's here. Paul's here. So let me start out with with you guys, and then we'll open the phone lines up to this as well. Five zero one eight two three zero nine six five. 501-823-0965. That's our local number. So I ask you, Paul Calvert, is your family gathering together for Thanksgiving? <laughs> of course. Okay, you're getting together. How many of the of the of the of you will there be? I don't actually know for sure, but so all of us You don't know your whole family? Well, no, I don't know who all is going to be there, but all of us kids, we all live within about a 3 or 400 yards of each other. So we're Okay. So wow. we'll we'll probably all be together. So you're a um, cult. Some, well, we call it a compound, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, so yeah, so we 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 all live on a. There's about oh eighty or ninety acres out there where we. I know, where we live. right? And um, you're like that guy so we'll on uh, what was it on? Uh, was it uh, the guy up in Alaska? It goes out to the the, guy, the people who are trying to live on their own and stuff. I think I've heard of that. Oh, no, Life Below Zero. No, it's, yeah, it's like that kind like of show, that. but it's an, it's a guy from Alaska. I can't think of his name right now. And and he, uh, he his family lived in a valley in mm-hmm. Alaska. Now they've moved to the top of the ridge. Oh, wow. And now they're all building houses within, wow. I'm a quarter of a mile at the, at the most mm-hmm. from each other. It was, they had a big, uh, the Rainey family, that's okay. who it is. I, I couldn't believe uh, they, they're all building their own houses now. That's kind of crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I, wow. when I say building, they're building them. They're, so. chi- they're, they're taking down the trees like and notching them. Cabins. Yeah, doing log oh, cabins. Wow. And, wow. and they're really nice. They do a great job on that side. Wow. wow. So, you know, you're not unusual to have kind of a, like a compound. And I think there's a lot to be said about family being oh, close yeah. together. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Then somebody's got your back. It's mm-hmm. what we do. Yeah, I would hope so. Right. I would hope so. 
So I was in how many people are coming to Thanksgiving at your house? Let's see. Over the river and through the woods to yeah. grandmother's house we go. <laughs> are you going to grandmother's house? Uh, well, I, I'm just saying, you know, for the family, yeah. my grandmother, if I go to her house, I have to see Jesus, you know, okay. <laughs> to go to her house. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but uh, She's already walked yeah, through the veil. Yeah, my mom is the, you know, the grandmother, uh, uh, you know, for the family right. now. So there are probably be around, she's got a branch of about 20-something. Are you guys going to wear masks? This of course is, we are. This has been the big question. <laughs> sure. I've been I've been watching over the weekend. I'm going. I thought people were getting over this. No, okay, no, no, they no, are not no, no, getting no. over this at you all. Know, I'll have a turkey leg in my mouth, and you won't be able to see who you know <laughs> who I am. And You're going to so block be the germs mask. of the turkey yeah. leg, right? With turkey leg roll, you know, sweet potato pie. So you know. I hey, won't be able Hagar to the out. barbarian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm trying to think how many I'm going to have this year. She's myself and my wife. Then there'll be Christopher. Miles is coming. That's five. Uh, I think my uh, niece is coming up from outside Austin. Mm-hmm. Her and her husband are making some kind of a trip on Harley's. And mm-hmm. so they said, if you don't mind, we'll stop by and celebrate Thanksgiving. And, of course, I said, of course, come on. I didn't say no because right. you're probably infected or something. You know, I, f- I feel like sometimes I'm in the walking dead. Well, if I if mean, seriously, you can allow things to go like that. Um, you know, but what's I mean, think about it. R- life is is life is a risk that you take every morning when you get when up. you get up and when you lie down. You know, we, we drove here this morning at a risk at a risk yeah, well a risk. paul did he came down <laughs> i-40 from conway now that's my that's part of nascar out there as fast as they drive in that, yeah, well, that this, stretch this of highway it's not real bad the traffic's not too hard and no, too not, heavy no so i bet not, you they do 100 out there now you, you probably could have yeah, if you're doing 75, you're, you're, you're gonna, being passed you're gonna be passed you're gonna be always off the, off the road 85 90 yeah that's typical. the new norm. Yeah, typical <laughs> That's the out new there. Norm. Once they sp- spread that baby out to three lanes on either side, it was like, here we go. Let's we roll. Go. Let's roll. Hey, Little Rock to Conway is now 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, well, that's about the truth. Not quite, but uh, it's close. It, it, um, if you, if you, what do you, you drive? From, from All right, come on. From four thirty, if you from, keep the speed, if, limit, if you pass the four thirty exit and clock it, and you're from, in Conway from, in 15 minutes. If okay. you're going, if you're going maybe, 85. Maybe, Maybe 20 or 25 minutes. Uh, now, see, I'm saying you said. I don't drive real fast. Okay. You drive the speed limit. Pretty close to it. Okay. okay. Uh, no way. Yeah. Ish. Okay. I. Everybody knows that's listened to this show for the years that I've been on know that I got a lead foot. You know, well, I drive fast. I mean, the traffic is, you know, cars are just faster now. Uh, they just fly. If you're driving 70, if you feel like you back car, it up to drive. Modern cars can, can drive fast and safe and do it safely. Yeah. Whereas, I mean, it's not like the old, like, what? okay, you got like an old I, big V8 and you hear, yeah. boom. <laughs> well, yeah, my, well, I, I, run, I drive a diesel and, and the thing, well, the, diesel. The, the thing um, I think it, it redlines at about what? 3200 rpm or so and so i don't know that it could go much over 100 miles an hour whereas a lot of these cars they'll they'll run oh, yeah. 5000 rpm or, or or better and and smoothly so, yeah yeah i mean smoothly. i've got i've got a yeah. gasoline burner that i that i um that i that i drive sometimes and i think it'll 
when I when I hit the gas pretty hard a lot of times, it'll run it'll run five thousand oh, yeah. RPM. Whereas my diesel truck won't get anywhere close to that. Well, you know, you see those big buses like the big uh, you know party buses, trailway mm-hmm. buses. Yeah. Yeah. You can't hear them when they pass you. Oh no, no it's really. just a whistle. And the, <laughs> those things can go one hundred and twenty. Yeah, they really. <laughs> oh yeah, it's just. Uh, well, they're gone. I got a ten uh, year old SUV that. Every morning when I'm driving in here, it's doing about 85 down 67, 167 in the morning. I mean, at what time should they be waiting on you at that stop? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, you know. When you come through, there's like four Here's cars. what I think. I don't think anybody should give you a ticket unless you're driving recklessly. recklessly. I agree. You I know, I mean, a person who's in the fast lane. Uh-huh doing 60 miles an hour which is below the speed limit is yeah. more reckless than that, that i am true. that's going faster yep. and i'm in the fast lane yeah. and and the, the thing about that dave is going you're going 80 to 85 you're helping to get more traffic off the street before you know the uh, uh you know the heavy traffic starts yeah, depending on how long <laughs> it takes me to get my final <laughs> spoon of oatmeal in my mouth and into my gullet. I'm you. you know, Heidi, you tell you, I get here about what ten minutes till, typically about ten yeah. minutes till uh, five o'clock. You shouldn't have told that oatmeal story though. Yeah, but I eat oatmeal. It makes you sound I am old, but yeah. I like oatmeal. I've liked oatmeal. My mother used to use oatmeal <laughs> to get me to take my vitamin. It's good, cheap food. Well, she well, I she used to take. Remember the little red one a day vitamins? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, she used to take it. And bury it in my teaspoon, my first teaspoon of oatmeal, because I had problems swallowing pills oh. when I was younger. Did it dissolve? No. You take the bite and swallow, and it was gone. Oh, you know. Evidently, I until I was sixteen, I didn't know. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I didn't notice that there was a grandpa still fixing your oatmeal plate at sixteen. Yeah, no, I was. You know, my mom was a traditional baby boomers mom okay uh if my dad my dad worked in the steel mill he worked swing shift now what swing shift means for you who do not know there's people who do that work out at caterpillar Caterpillar, things of that nature swing shift is morning shift midday shift and then midnights Mm -hmm. morning shift normally was like six o'clock or seven o'clock in the morning Till uh, four or five o'clock yeah. in the afternoon because you got an hour for lunch, mm-hmm. but they didn't pay you Not for paid. it. Yeah. yeah, you know yeah. you you got a break, but you didn't get paid for that. Then uh, middays you'd show up. You had to be there by three, and you'd work till like uh, ten or mm-hmm. eleven o'clock. Yeah. Then you were out at eleven, and the midnight shift came in, and they were on from midnight until the morning shift came in. I like personally working the midnight shift. Because, as we used to say at the mill, the white hats weren't there. Mm. Oh. The superintendents uh, wore white hats. I hated you know. that shift. You know, they walked around <laughs> with their, their white mm-hmm. hats on, they slept and everybody night. would be scurrying all over the place. Yeah. Look busy, right? You had to look busy. All of us that were on the floor were wearing yellow hats, <laughs> hard hats. And so uh, when the white hats were around. Wasn't that a little discriminatory okay. there? Yeah. yeah. I thought yeah. so. 
Yeah, it was crazy. I had to identify the the um, elites. The elites, oh, yeah. <laughs> but they were also walking around in suits and ties oh, in man. a steel mill, oh, which is man. one of the dirtiest places. I, I understand they're not as dirty as they used to be, but it was one of the dirtiest places that you could work. Well, the dust. Wow. Every, that That's, black dust all over everything. Oh, man. I should have. Well, they didn't stay on the floor that long. Did they have the elevated offices with the glass yes. windows? So they yeah. look at the peons. Which, which were tinted. So you could not see them, but wow. they could watch you. It's like you guys were sitting in an interrogation room. Yeah. The, but the, well, the key was is that, you know, I guess the tenant glass was just for the open hearth, mm-hmm. which when you opened up one of those furnaces, it was bright. We all had goggles on, oh. you know, heavily tinted goggles, because you had to look inside of it to see how see the it. steel was cooking and all of that Color kind of, of stuff. I'm just, I'm just telling you, I... You know, you see all these ads for was it mesothelial or whatever, yeah, they, and they're basically yeah, they're basically talking to coal miners, hmm. but they also talk to steel, steel mill workers. Did you guys workers. have breathing apparatus on the third, the fourth, and final year? I started to have to wear a respirator hmm. uh, when I was working with the masons uh, in the kettles mm-hmm. because or in the furnaces because you put a bestest brick in. Well, that's true. And they didn't and they didn't know there was anything bad about breathing that dust. And to say that I bre- I, I, I was breathing a lot of that dust. You did. Uh, I bre- I was breathing a lot of that dust. Wow. And when they gave us the respirators and told us to wear them, guess who many times didn't wear them because they get so <laughs> hot and it was hard to breathe through. And, them. The, and this is already a hot environment. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Take them off. So so did y'all actually make like. Um, steel shapes like I-beams and oh, yeah. angle iron. That's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the kind of steel they, you work with. You know, depended. After it left, of course, the uh, open heart, they pour the mold, and then uh, it would go either to the to the hot line or to the pickle line or to the to the cold line, where typically in the cold line, the, uh, the sheet metal place, they were rolling the rolls that oh, you yeah. see uh-huh. out on the big truck. Yes. Okay. And then uh, there was another area that was all hot steel i mean really hot steel where they would bring it through and they would bang it and then make it into i-beams wow good old american industry it was mm-hmm. great i i learned a, you know what i learned i learned how to work yes mm-hmm. i mean yeah. we worked oh, and yeah. our jobs as college students that was working in the in the summertime old man inland did not have to do it but he did it and, and brought us in and, and paid us a good wage. I mean, look, I was 17 mm-hmm. when I went out there, and I was uh, I was making, this is back in 1970, and I was making almost $8 an hour. Goodness. Wow. For labor. Wow. Man, that was just more a manual, than just a manual labor were making guy. 10 years later. Yes, I was making what uh, really good <laughs> workers were making wow. in other professions later on. Uh, but... We went out and we shoveled slag and, and mm-hmm. things of that nature that it's needed work. to be cleaned yeah. out and kept clean so that the machinery worked right. Or I'd work a double. Man, you offer me a double, I was on. I, I was <laughs> oh, all yeah. for it. Hold my hand up. You yeah, know? make the money while you can. Well, second second shift, time and a half. Time and a half. And wow. if, it was, if it was a holiday, it was double, double, double time, time and a half. Wow. Okay? So y- you figure that out, all right? Seven, I'm making almost eight dollars an hour. So twenty bucks 12. double time, that's sixteen. Yeah. Or time All right. and, a half, and then 12. another half. Wow. Mm-hmm. 
for that eight hours. 20, 20 it was bucks great. Hour, yeah, it was 70s, money. Huh? Here's the money. And I'm, I'm all about you paying me that. I'll take it. I like <laughs> Heidi's doing this at me. <laughs> You're right, Heidi. My my buddies used to, you know, they say, hey, we're going to go out and, and go here or there tonight. What do you think? I, I'm, no, I'm working double I'm working, tonight. Yeah, yeah. I'm working tonight. Yeah. You know? So when school started, I'm making money. broke. And, well, when I went to, you know, because of doing that, I didn't have to live in the dorm after the first year. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, my buddy and I and people you've heard him on here, Paul Cosmo. Oh, yeah. And he and I uh, uh, shared a double wide together, so we were living like kings at that time and eating, and eating good, man. I'm just telling you, we're eating good. The other guys were eating, uh, you know, a lot of uh, ramen noodles, which I ate a lot of in my freshman year. I got tired of it. Oh yeah, and I liked eating hamburger helper. <laughs> yeah, that was your deal. That so we moved show. up, yeah. man. We were eating like kings at that time. What was it? The four four boxes of the mac and cheese for like a dollar or five boxes. Now for we're a not talking about with the, with the the gooey cheese. We're talking with the powder with the that powder you, cheese. you put yeah, the yeah. third yeah. cup of milk with yeah, it. And make yeah. it. <laughs> hey, I, I remember many times I didn't have the money to buy milk or butter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just, just yeah, I forgot just about salt, yeah. butter in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah just salt, uh, man. All right, twenty two after six. Let's take a quick break. We'll pack with more. I Iverson is here, man. We remember her now. Paul, uh, you weren't even Paul thought of. No right there. You had no idea. Yeah, All right, we'll take a break. Time. we got more coming your way. I know I'm getting old when I sit here with Iverson. <laughs> and during the breaks, He's uh, getting old. We, we, He's start, getting we old. start talking about things that don't even exist anymore. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm just going to tell you, this is a true story. My, my grandson, this was a few weeks ago. He was here at my house on Friday night, and uh, we had a great time. We... He and I, we made a pizza together. Oh, He'd never cool. done that before, that so he got to smear the pizza sauce on oh, and wow. put on the mozzarella cheese and put on the pepperoni oh, and the mushrooms man. and all of that, and he thought it was great. And you know what he thought was really good? He had, this is the pizza I made, Pop, and I didn't have any problem convincing him to eat it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he, he was all it. into it. Yeah. All right. Then after that, we went out and uh, I started a fire, and he had his first s'more this oh. weekend. Wow! And he's, you know, he's just three and a half. Yeah, and, and he actually got the marshmallow did, did he, thing. Did and, he get most of it in his mouth? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He got all of it in his mouth. <laughs> and, I mean, it was pretty sticky around his all mouth. Around, yeah. It was. All, it was. He he had a great time. We we uh, had a wonderful time. But I was just talking. Uh, to linda about that and and he came walking out of my bedroom a few weeks ago with the the last program wow. that i had got for the last time that ringling barlam and bailey came through little rock, little rock yeah. well ringling barnum and bailey doesn't exist anymore wow they they're out of business yeah. and Peter put them out of yes. business yep. literally they they sued them out of out business, of business. And uh, it was wonderful, and it was the, the circus was a magical time. It Even was. as a, an adult, you know, yeah. I mean, look, it got to the point where a lot of the uh, real excitement of the circus had been taken away because they made them wear harnesses yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. I remember when you'd go see the circus and the high wire acts and, oh, yeah. the, and the trapeze artists and stuff. They didn't have nets. Yeah, they went up there and did it, yeah. and, uh, and and did their show. And if they fell, it was not going to end well. Yeah. <laughs> they went to the hospital if they didn't go yeah, to the Yeah, I'm just saying. It was not mm-hmm. good. And I remember when they mm-hmm. actually would shoot the guy out of the cannon and all yeah. that. Oh, I'll wow. talk about this in just a moment. <laughs> but it broke my heart when my grandson 
was asking me, well, Pop, can you take me to see this? Oh, man. And I had to say, no, the political correct warriors have yeah. taken that away from us. Here's your news. Hey, real quick, uh, they're looking for healthy volunteers uh, for a COVID-19 vaccine clinical research study. The study is now enrolling here in Little Rock. If you want to help uh, them research an investigational vaccine for COVID-19, you can participate in this clinical trial. You'll have access to no-cost study-related care. You also will have the opportunity to help advance COVID-19 research. No insurance is required to take part. If you're an adult who's in a good state of stable health, you may be able to qualify. If you're interested in learning more, call 501-954-7822 to see if you're eligible. Again, 501-954-7822 or go to C19vaccinestudy. That's C19vaccinestudy. That's all one word, dot com. And that lets you get into that. So keep that uh, keep that in mind. Uh, it's about uh, we're about twenty three minutes to the top of the hour. You're on your way to work, or you're having your last cup of coffee before you leave for work, or you're stuck in the line at Mickey D's getting a co- <laughs> waiting for your cup of coffee, whatever. Uh, we left at the bottom of the hour, and I was talking about the circus. Yeah. Now there's m- many of you who are listening to the show who've been to the circus and you've gone to the circus. And one of the things that started the erosion of the demise of the circus was PETA attacking the circus for the bad ways uh, that they treated the animals. And here in the United States, in the last 40 years, they did not treat their animals bad. They took good care of them. In fact, if you wanted to find some of the Methuselahs of of african animals you would find them at the circus That's right. because the animals on the serengeti in africa were not living as long as animals that were part of the circus because the animals that were part of the circus were getting fed and they were taken care of and you go but they were in cages uh yeah they were in cages that was to protect you not <laughs> oh yes and, and maybe even to protect the animal from you to be mm-hmm. honest well and, and we were talking about during the break is that that out in the wild you know, we know how animals die they starve or they get eaten alive well or, it's and, a, and, and so it's just the that's where the 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 fittest survive mm-hmm. oh yeah that's real darwinism right. and, and if you so want to see it and, and you know just like so in arkansas we have a problem with feral hogs right and yeah. so they're basically domestic hogs that get loose and and, and run wild well, the, if you look at feral hogs, they're built way differently from domestic hogs. And I think that from my experience raising pigs a little bit on a farm there is that when when pigs are small, especially, they, they have to eat a lot to keep looking healthy. But out in the wild, they starve. They don't eat. They don't get to get enough to eat. And so they end up being skinny and they, their shoulders get tall because they're digging with their face. Yeah. And they they. They they live in a starvation environment. That's what animals do. When you domesticate them and you put them in cages, 
They live so much so better. You're fat, dumb, and happy. Just <laughs> look at me when I got married. <laughs> I'm just and saying. They make, and they make good bacon, too. <laughs> yeah, they do. I, I won't get into, I won't draw Heidi into this because Heidi, I think, is a vegan. Are you vegan? Heidi. She's, she's not listening. Are you a ve- you're, you're a vegan, is that right? Okay. Oh. I just want to. Vegans are more strict than vegetarians, correct? <laughs> you won't even eat it. So egg. vegetarians can usually usually stay away from like beef and pork but they might indulge in you know occasion like fish or dairy okay vegans they avoid anything that's animal based so like no dairy no meat no pork so how you long know. have you gone without eating cheese yeah no cheese oh my god girl honestly i don't miss it it's been about a year since i've been a vegan uh-huh. and i'm wow. so used to eating fresh and veggies that okay. you know it's it's not for everyone but you know i like it so. okay well that's cool i don't oh, have any problem you. that you do it i doesn't wow. all all that i have problems with are it's kind of like people who decide they're not going to smoke anymore and so they whenever they see else. somebody smoking they want they want to shame them oh yeah you know yeah. they want to shame them and, and i i don't do that look i used to smoke three packs of cigarettes a day <laughs> At one time, I smoked like a chimney, and then I I, I used to have panic attacks, and I wow. went to see the doctor, and he says, number one, cut back on the caffeine, which you guys can see I've never done. Uh, <laughs> number two, got to quit smoking. Wow. Now, he wanted me to do both at the same, same time. time. Wow. Not possible. How, how much of that did you pick up uh, in the military? What I'm telling you right now. <laughs> exactly. It was the flight surgeon. <laughs> It wasn't. It wasn't one of the the, the physician's assistants. Yeah, yeah. It was a flight surgeon, and so I quit smoking and I went cold turkey. Wow! I mean, I I didn't have those lozenges that you stick in your mouth or anything like mm-hmm. that. I walked out of his office and never smoked again. Pulled out the Marlboros and dropped them in the trash and kept walking and kept walking and I didn't look back. And there was a time, my little my little grasshoppers, <laughs> that you could go to a bowling alley mm-hmm. or you go to different places and they had machines oh, yes. that had packs of cigarettes in them and you'd put your money in and you pulled a little mm-hmm. slot thing and, oh, yes. and a pack of and cigarettes pack came out. I, I know remember, that we don't have those remember, any longer. I remember those. Those are, oh, those oh, are not I actually remember those. Oh, you, yeah. met, you, you were a little whippersnapper then if you remember them. You know, the thing is, so... When I was little, uh, we were on military bases quite a bit because my dad was in the Navy. And that's why you remember duty. And that, yeah, that, that might have been where I saw him. It might have even been on Guam where I saw him. Yeah. Dave, you remember the cigarettes, pack of cigarettes used to come in your, in your not MREs. In the, uh, um, sea uh, rations. Sea rations. Yeah, sea rations. Yeah. 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 yeah, it wasn't a full pack. It wasn't a full pack. It was like five cigarettes. Yep. Enough, to, enough for you to get a little nicotine high. Yeah, because that was just one meal. So, you know, mm. the next meal was going to. There was two things that were in the sea rations that you wanted. The cigarettes and what else? Oh, it was... The chocolate. Chocolate. That's right, the chocolate. (laughs) Your favorite sea ration? uh, The spaghetti. Really? Yeah, I could warm that up next to the fire or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then get the little opener that, you know, was kind of like folded in half, and then you'd open up and go around the the, the Mm. tin and eat it. And what did you open it with? Uh, P. Yeah, what was I think? Seven was it P fifty seven? Yeah, I forget what those. Oh, veterans! That, what, what was it called? What was your favorite C rat? Yeah, the little, little can opener. Yeah, 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 yeah. We could get into it. We should have. I should have done this back on Veterans, <laughs> veterans Day Wednesday. Day, yeah, but uh, yeah, that's 
I remember. Look, I I was I went in in seventy seven. Yeah. Okay. And we were still eating sea rations from World War Two. That's right. I was six years later. You know, eighty three when I got commissioned. So. How well that tells you how well that food stays. <laughs> that's Let right. Let me just that's tell right. you, for all the preppers out there, you're doing the right thing. I remember my you old, got MREs, uh, you're, you're doing D8, it too, uh, Master Sergeant. And uh, his favorite was green eggs and ham. <laughs> 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 you know why they called them that? Because the they eggs were, were green. green. That's right. <laughs> yeah, they were. They so really so were. I think it was a P thirty eight. P thirty eight. Okay. Was yeah, the guys P-37. that are listening. I think I'm thinking of the airplane. Uh, the, the Vietnam the Vietnam vets that are listening right now know exactly yes. what we're talking about. Yeah, because yeah. they were definitely eating World War Two. Yes, food. they were. Yeah, yeah, the surplus <laughs> and the pickle suits. Oh, well, man. okay, you you were not. Uh, you guys didn't have pickle suits. No, yeah, but the army we we called them pickle suits. Well, a, I call pickle suits. Dra- I mean, we y'all call them pickle suits. Yeah, because we were in you know drab green, drab green. Yeah, the you whole know? thing. You look like a big mm. walking pickle. Somebody <laughs> somebody sent me pictures last night from. I didn't know if Christmas Drop was still going on in Guam. Hmm. Christmas Drop is where they fly from Anderson in C one thirty, and they drop. Packages Packets. on the Marianas Island chains. Wow! And these are this is stuff that those people need, like mm. fishing hooks and things mm. of that uh-huh. nature. And they had a picture of a guy, a bunch of guys from C one thirty. They're all wearing wearing their flight suits. And I was I was looking at at that uh, today wow. uh, or yesterday, and uh, I was showing it to my wife. And I go, Yeah, that's the way I dressed when that's I went right. on it. You know, <laughs> uh, you're. Your hubby looked like that. And she goes, ooh, I bet you were handsome. <laughs> I said, you don't think I'm handsome now? <laughs> you know, I'm all decked out in my blue jeans today. You haven't lost it all, Dave. No, I guess not. All right, Becky's in Louisiana. Hey, Becky, how are you? Hi, Dave. This sounds like old home week. Listen, I grew up in a steel town, steel and coal. Where in so where, I know where, where, What steel town? Johnstown. Okay. Know where you're talking about. Yeah. Look, I grew up outside of Gary, Indiana. Okay. But it was uh, coal and steel, yep. coal and steel. I remember that. But here's what makes me laugh today, Dave. Those sea rations, when we were in the field, the first time I got a chocolate bar, I said, oh, my gosh. I bit into that. Do you know how people have taste buds differ? Yeah. Mine tricked me. Dave, it tastes to me like I had a mouthful of soap. Oh, oh wow. Are it you sh- are you sure y- are you sure you got the chocolate and not the soap? No, I got the <laughs> chocolate bar. And I had I everybody loved me, man, in the field because I couldn't stand them things. I'd be giving them away or <laughs> trade them. Well the kid yeah, but, trade them for the cigarettes. Well, (laughs) (laughs) that's what I used to do. But thank you, Dave. I'm enjoying this this morning. All right. I appreciate it. Thanks for the call. Yeah. And the thing that she didn't bring up is the chocolate bars. And you'll remember the time. Man, you had to have a hammer break that oh, yeah, sucker yeah, in half. Yeah. Uh, you know, I forgot about like, it. She brought the hard, point up uh, of the trading. Man, there yeah. was a lot of oh, trading yeah. going on there. Yeah. You know, so I didn't smoke. So that was always an extra item for yeah, me for to you. trade. You know, yeah, well, it was like, man. I used to trade so right. for the cigarettes, man, because, you know, four or five cigarettes not going to last me between meals. And oh, man, yeah. You, maybe maybe that, you know, I'd, I'd smoke 
four cigarettes in a matter of an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was high strung. Yeah. How's that mm-hmm. one for you? Yeah, you, you, know else, you, you know, you think about all the, the hygiene changes and all that oh, today. Yeah. Back in the back in that day when you did PT, you didn't have a PT uniform. No. You just took off your top. Yep, and you went out there and you whoop 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 whoop, and and you ran boots. Your mm. boots, that's right. You ran in boots, and that's PT. That was just over. that that was still going on when I was in the Air Force. We oh, yeah. ran we ran the uh, the PT test in combat boots. That's right, in well, combat. So boots. now they wear tennis shoes, huh? Yeah. Yes, well, you have a whole PT Shorts outfit. And, all, yeah, yeah. You just did your PT test, put your top back on, and went back to work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So all, now you'd be all sweaty and everything. You uh, put it on, but everybody smelled the same. That's, yeah, that's, so that's, that's back before right. we had air conditioning in the yeah. buildings. Well, you know, some buildings had air conditioning, right. <laughs> some didn't. Now we got into this talking about the circus. All right, mm-hmm. just so you know, the circus does not exist anymore. No, at least in the United States. I'm sure they still do it overseas. Yeah. Now, uh, European cir- circuses have always been different from American circuses. But, man, I remember, again, the high flyers, the oh, trapeze yeah. artists yeah. and all yeah. that, doing all of that stuff without nets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Without nets. Yeah. Wow. You know, and so when they when they finally perfected the triple uh, triple flip yeah. uh, on trapeze, where you, <clears throat> the guy would let go from one trapeze, <clears throat> do th- three tumbles in the air, and then catch be the caught, uh, that was a huge deal. Right. Because if... You didn't get caught. <laughs> you hit the ground. It was a long so way the down. Angels, yeah, yeah. were coming after you. You're going down. <laughs> You're gonna break a lot of bones. And just like guys on motorcycles driving, you know, trying to jump over, you know, Caesar's Palace, yeah. you know. But is, isn't that why we were willing to pay to see those people do things that ordinary people just can't do? Can't well, do, and, and people or don't have the do. guts and, to do. Have, right. And for the money, they'll take the risk. And that's I, exactly David, right. You know, you talked about the motorcycles. Remember Evil Knievel? Yep. No, that's what I was just oh, talking about. That's what I brought in Caesar's Palace. Man, and, that yeah, guy hurt, yeah. and that guy hurt himself, too, didn't he? And I well, can remember his, time. What? Yeah, he it broke his bonus body over and over again. <laughs> do, you guys, do you remember watching the wide world of sports on Maybe television? a little bit. I don't okay, know. when they would uh, talk about the agony of defeat and thrill of victory and all of that, there were agony of defeat had two major pieces of a video they would use. They'd use the guy coming down the ski jump, and he and he lost control, and he, he ran into the flag at the end of it, and it just really tore him up. Yeah. The other was Evil Knievel. Yeah, when he lost it after he jumped the uh, the fountain at uh, uh, there in in Vegas. Yeah, and oh my God, oh, you just watch him. And he's falling, and you can the see body. the bones that yeah. are breaking as he's uh, he's bouncing. bouncing. It's a, and unbelievable. All. all right, a break. We got more coming your way. I don't know, guys. Jump anymore? I mean, you go to the go to the drag strip anymore? Uh, I don't see you. Don't do you see the they probably the, got the jet engines on them and all you know that stuff? Cause. Yeah, they probably do. All right, we'll take a break. We'll be back with more here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, so four minutes till uh, seven. The the moral of the story that we've been talking today is this country, yeah. in just the last 40, 50 years, is not the same country no. I grew up in, no. uh, where you had the freedom that if you wanted to, you know, put your life on the line and try to do something and you could sell tickets for people to watch you do it, yeah, uh, they did it. You know, they would do it. I mean, 
people, great risk, great rewards. Yeah, people people who still today go to uh, some of the NASCAR events, but I think more so Indianapolis uh, open wheel racing mm-hmm. is man. Let's let's face it, open wheel racing is unbelievably yeah. fast. Yeah. Uh, they go and the people like myself that wanted to be in shoot number one uh were there because when that race starts and you got the 30s what there is a 35 cars out there on the on the uh uh track together and they're all doing about 180 miles an hour and they're not at full speed yet Mm. and they come around that first turn and they're all trying to drop down to the inside of the Mm -hmm. track to get the drop on everybody else man that's crazy. It's crazy to watch how close they are, you know, and how close they get to each other. And, touching, huh? and I like I like NASCAR, but I'm telling you, open wheel racing, when you got all those cars yeah. coming around at once, you've never heard that kind of sound. Man. It's amazing. And you can feel the wind yeah. that they're generating uh, coming so the, around the so, turn. So the difference in open wheel and NASCAR is NASCAR's everything's covered up. You can see the tires from the outside, That's but it, the yeah. open wheels, there's no fenders. No. They're, they're just like a like almost like airplanes. Yeah, you can see no, the suspension. The, and I and yeah, I don't know. And I'm 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 speaking here a little out of school. I know in NASCAR, if I'm not mistaken, they do have they can only go so fast. Mm. They can only go so fast. They they got what do they call it? The governors. A, a governor. That that's a not. That's what I've heard, hmm. and they they design all the design and everything is specific. You can only do this, mm-hmm. and they can only they're only going to go so fast. Uh, you get an open the open wheels, and I know that they got a lot of rules too, but they're always trying to get to push it. The, yeah, yeah, always. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was there when Emerson Philippotti uh, Aldi came down the straightaway during. Uh, 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 you know when they're out uh, setting, setting the speed. Uh huh. Two hundred and twenty. Was thirty-one 20, miles 31? an hour wow. down the main straightaway. <sighs> pretty cool. I mean, he was flying low, and it was amazing, amazing. And when there were only one out there, it's like this is, this, it's far away from. Say, what was that? Mosquito? Yeah. And then you then you see him. You see him. You know. Yeah, you know, half a minute later, That's you get away from him and go around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, a break. More Iverson here. Paul's here. I'm here. We'll continue talking when we get back. get back to it six minutes after seven and uh, i've already had a couple people text me said man talking about the circus talking about sea rations talking about this and that let me tell you what as a baby boomer i should be dead right now yeah what what, what they won't let people do anymore Mm -hmm. we didn't we didn't have any idea about 
what a bicycle helmet was. Oh, wow. We had no ideas <laughs> about what shin guards yeah. were when you were out playing a little bit of soccer, if we played it, because basically back in the day we thought that as a communist game, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, that people were playing. And, and then they, they sold you a bill of goods when they said you're, you're less likely to get hurt playing soccer than you are football. <laughs> and the bottom line is, is that's false. <laughs> you read the studies and it's not true. And they said, well, you won't get a concussion. What do you think when you do a header? Well, I'll tell you what, you, you talking about soccer. I remember being in the fifth grade. And the guy in our class got his leg broke. Oh, I yeah. can say I know who broke the leg, you know, playing <laughs> soccer. It yeah. was purely an accident because right. she's a female uh. that kicked the male and oh, broke wow. his leg, yeah. broke his uh, uh, shin bone. Oh, my. Absolutely. Well, you wow. twist your ankle, break remember. your ankle, do yeah. a bunch of different yeah. things that you can hurt yourself. Yeah, you can get hurt playing basketball. But we didn't yeah. stop playing soccer. I got soccer. playing basketball. Yeah. But we did not stop playing soccer no. because of that. And they we didn't go, ask oh, us to that quit. Was, that was bad. Yeah. All right, next. Yeah, yeah. Here, <laughs> look, I remember when they played hockey and they didn't wear helmets. I yeah. remember when they didn't have breakaway goals. Oh, yeah. 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 All right, when they hit, when you hit the, the goal, no, it's, it was, it oh, was wow. sunk in the, the ice. ice. Yes. So it would not move. <laughs> so you, you, you got a clothesline. Well, that well, thing well it was hard, when huh? Stan Makita was with uh-huh. the Blackhawks and uh-huh. he got, he got side-checked into the net and he, and he hit his head on the bar right. and it split his skull open. Oh. And he was the first guy because he wanted to come back and play again. And the doctor After said, that. yeah, the doctor said, well, you need to wear something. Well, he started wearing a helmet. Oh, and wow. he was the first guy who wore a helmet. And wow. everybody wears helmets now. Yeah, I remember when the goalies didn't have masks. Well, mm. remember the old football uniforms? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> remember that leather helmet? Le- leather. It's just a piece of leather across. Right. Yeah. It's, but, a little, it's a little bit of something. Yeah, it was something. But at the end of the day. It's, it, and the game it, kept evolving. You know, mm-hmm. people kept wanting to play. Well, in some of those sports, they were originally just kind of something that people would play kind of for pastime. And then they became more serious and people would spend an awful lot of time practicing and it became a lot uh, you know the whole the whole point though is if someone wants to take the risk, then let them. Yeah, who's to stop right. them? Who's to stop them? Right. And why are you? Why are you going to be their parent? Right. <clears throat> and that's why the, do you think you're, you're their and, mama and, or daddy? And that's the thing is that people are wanting government to be their daddy, to tell them what to do, when to do it, how to do it, and what's safe and what's not safe, and then to take responsibility for them when they hurt themselves. And so when people want government to act like that, guess what? You're going to have a master. Yeah. You know, Dave, you're, you're talking about the bicycles. I remember we used to stack tires there you go. and mm. put a two by six, build a ramp. Yeah. <laughs> With tires. <laughs> With tires. Oh, yeah. Wow. And, and room. And, you know, and climb on top of the roof of the house and, and jump, jump off, off the house if you want to be one of the big boys. <laughs> you had to do climb trees and see, uh, climb to the top of the tree. Yeah. It was it was the rite of passage and yeah, so and you know it, it's it's part of life yeah. and and especially with males we've got testosterone coursing through our veins and so we do things that we probably shouldn't and yeah. and we get hurt more often. But the thing is we also push the limits and we discover where we can get to. Yep, yep. And we did it without <laughs> drugs. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> you know now so so when a young little boy is just being a little boy and we say you shouldn't act like that and they Pumping full of drugs instead, and and that's and that's a problem. Oh, I think a lot of that is that you you've I got, shouldn't have gone down you, that path. You, well, you've, got, you've got little boys that don't have daddies around to help moderate some of those behaviors, and and maybe even encourage some of those behaviors to some extent. Because the fact is that daddies can help them determine, you know, 
which one of these things is going to get you killed? And, the other, and some of these behaviors, they'll just get you, it'll be uncomfortable or it won't get you killed. And so it's it's good for, for boys especially to do that sort of thing, I think. But it's good for them to survive. Yeah, it's good for them to survive. <laughs> I, mean, I had a little nephew that, man, he used to to crash and burn all the time. and they were Because he's not afraid because right. he doesn't know to be afraid. Right, he yeah, doesn't. Fear so, has to so be taught. His parents were concerned for him because he was just, he was crashing and burning Fearless. all the time. Fearless. And, and yeah. So, yeah. But, I mean, yeah. and, and he's, he's a little older now and he does a lot better. But but the thing is, though, that that's people and, and that's okay. Yeah. But they need parents. But so many times, little boys don't have daddies to help them. Um, mitigate these. these <laughs> yeah. The problem is, is adults that want daddies and mommies, right. and then they want the government yeah, to, to be, be everybody's daddy, daddy and mommy. And mommy. Right. I I don't right. need a mom and dad anymore. I had really good ones when yeah. I was growing yeah. up. Amen. Yeah. So that and so and so many, still that, that is exactly what we have. What or our problem is, I think, problem is in this country is that we don't want government to just protect our rights. We want government to be our daddy. And, and just and and treat us like a child, and and treat everybody else like a child around us. He hurt me, or he offended. He lo- he's looking at me. <laughs> or I mean, so that's what I think of social justice workers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think of them little, as little four year old brats looking at people and going, "Don't look at me Don't that, look way. At me that Don't way. Don't look yeah. at me." You know, and I'm like, "Shut up!" Yeah, <laughs> like I grow yeah. up. I mean, so uh, we used to tell kids just to shut up that did that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, and it's and it's. It's sad, but so many people are such wimps, and they're cowards. They, they want government to fix their problems for them and fix their imagined problems for them. Let me just say that if the balloon ever really goes up again, <sighs> I don't know if this country can survive. You know, if, I, there I was, is a minority yeah, yeah. that will do like they've always done, they put the, the majority instinct. up yeah. on their shoulders. Yeah. You yeah. know, I read something, Iris, and this, this may blow you away. I did me. Only at this time, mm-hmm. only 6% of American males or females have ever had ever. any kind of military experience. Wow. 6%. I, th- I think that number's up. Um, when I say up, up from what I heard, uh, I th- the number that I heard was much lower well, maybe, maybe. Oh, okay. You're talking combined veterans and. Yes. The period, because yeah, uh, the current number is like less than one half a percent oh that are serving that are yeah serving. i understand i'm just yeah, talking, talking about talking veterans about, okay. and all the rest yeah. i mean i look at i i i think i heard that that uh, percentage wednesday of last okay last oh week, yeah because they were talking about veterans day, day and, and uh i think they were saying there's still like just a handful of world war ii yeah because veterans left at, they're over 100 church, years old not not this week but last week before yeah. we got to veterans day yeah. You know, the pastor did what a lot of pastors do. They asked the veterans sure. or those who are serving now to stand. To stand. Mm-hmm. And, and I, and I, now I'm going to say we, it's not like we had a full, uh, sanctuary. We mm-hmm. didn't. Mm-hmm. It was about a little over a third full mm-hmm. of the people who were attending. And, but I don't have any idea how many people were watching, but, uh, as, uh, everybody stood up, I looked around and there were about, Ten of us. Wow. Now, yeah. I can remember when the pastor would say that, and almost all the men yeah. stood. Right. Not any longer. No. And again, no, that's that different. World War II generation is. is gone. And yeah, that, that, sense of, uh, that sense of duty 
and you know you do what you have to do to save the country because if we don't save the country all is lost well people don't think that there's any real there's no boogeyman out there they don't they really don't think that the Chinese are as dangerous as the Chinese are or that the Soviet Union, Russia, mm-hmm. is as dangerous now as it's always been. Yeah, yeah. And, and because we have these, Iran. Uh, these brave men and women that have gone and have stood in the gap and have uh, mitigated that, that evil to the, to the point to where it doesn't reach our shores like we think. Yeah. But you know what? <laughs> Boy, we're going to a different direction now. But what they don't understand is the war has turned internal. And yes, now the has. enemy is inside our government, and they're working from the inside out. Because they understood that just an all-out assault like that would only bring America together. When but you, you get in the government. Who, when you have people that are elected to the office, yes. and they run as a socialist, let me just tell you, we fought them in World War we II. We fought them. We fought them, We and we trained. You know, back in the early 80s, uh, when I was doing my military training, the whole thing was about fighting the Soviets, you know, yep. and the, the uh, place was, gonna, you know, the folder gap and chemical warfare. Mm-hmm. You trained. Uh, we didn't do any desert training that you know we're still digging foxholes more more like the world war ii and vietnam uh era mindset where you yet they don't even issue entrenching tools now if i if i remember correctly you don't get a shovel anymore you don't get a shovel anymore well warfare has i mean you're not digging foxholes in the desert let me just tell you what if you still if you get into a hand-to-hand fighting that shovel comes (laughs) in handy (laughs) fold that baby out it was a weapon you could do some damage to somebody if you had to yeah, a gentleman, a young man told me the other day, he, he, he said that uh, even in basic training, I was a basic training company commander, uh, 78th train division and 95th train division in uh, New Jersey and Oklahoma. And he said now it's more of a almost a collegial type relationship between the uh, drill sergeants and the oh, drill sergeants uh, and cannot, the trainees can cannot you, yell I, I mean, at their I'm people. thinking, wait a minute. Hold up. Yeah. Hold, is is that basic enlisted or is that yeah, no, basic? No, no, yeah, basic really, enlisted. Really? My dad, yeah, it's my, totally different training. Because my officers. dad went in as an officer and he, yeah, and he, he, been, he was saying they, they were more respectful because he went in both. He actually went yeah. in enlisted and then early, became an officer earlier. Yeah. And then later on, he, he got his degree and went back yeah, in. You, as an you're going to have. Yeah, I mean, he, he came. He was a traitor. Yeah. Yeah. So so when I, when well, I started, he started off, he started off in the army guard I think and then he went back then he went back in active duty in the navy that's the way our that's an NCOIC looked at and an NCOIC became an officer traitor yeah, yeah traitor uh, but I was always an officer I went through the ROTC uh, program at Southern Arkansas University you know uh, okay. uh, just a week not this past Friday but the Friday before my uh, my colonel that. Uh, uh, was commissioned on the passed away and they had his hmm. service so i went down wow. back down there see he was a true officer and a gentleman that's uh, one thing that Colonel i Bailey. want at my my service yes, i sir. want the flag on my casket you will get it and i i want them to fold it the way it's supposed to be yes. folded mm-hmm. and hand it to my widow yes and i want that because Full it's military honors it's important yes. to me that i served yes. my nation and you know i i've I'm sure, like you, Dave, been to quite a few military uh, funerals. Oh, yeah. There is nothing that compares to when that guy standing out on the hill with that, uh, was it, was it, Trump? Uh, and bugle. Bugle, and he plays taps. Yeah, if they do now. It, it, it could be they're not even playing it. They, have you seen the bugles they got yeah. and it's got the recording, got the recording. in it? Oh, they push oh, a button uh, and it plays and it. it. Plays. It's like, eh, it doesn't have the same feel to but it. But just the picture of the guy 
off to there's no one else around. Mm-hmm. He's just off by himself. Yeah. If you depend on if you have a place that has a little slight hill mm-hmm. and man, it says it all. Read go uh, here's your homework assignment today. Go to Google and Google taps oh. and read the story behind yeah. it. Yeah. Go and read taps. Where did taps come from? Yeah. Read I, read that. It, I've seen if that grown doesn't men, bring yeah, tears, tears yeah. to your I eyes, it's a problem. I've seen grown men, old, hard, crusty sergeants, and they're standing there all stiff and a little tear. Oh, yeah. Will break down their, their cheek, man. It's, uh, wow. It's but tough. I'm one of those guys that cries during worship service. Yeah, too. yeah. I'm <laughs> just saying. But, you know, those old crusty when start, sergeants, When you start man. understanding what that grace really yeah, means, yeah, so I'm just yeah. saying. Yep, yep. And when you see that, it's something so final about yeah. it when they play the taps yes it is man all right we got to get a break in don't forget about uh, pi roofing they are the first people they're not the last people they are the first people you call uh if you've got a roofing problem because they will take care of it for you and i want to mention this to you uh, because i know there's still some of you out there that are very worried about covid19 they follow all the protocols that the state requires for COVID-19. They keep the social distancing. They wash your hands a lot. They use hand sanitizer and uh, they do the whole social distancing thing. When they come out to to meet with you, they do not uh, get within six feet of you. They stand away. They look like those uh, interviews with the coaches at the end of football games when they're in the end zone and the guy who's, you know, they're, you know, so what about the offensive line? You know, when they're asking them questions like that. Anyway, <laughs> I laugh at that stuff. But, uh, yeah, they'll do all of that because they want you to feel comfortable. And they, they, they keep their people com- uh, comfortable. They keep you comfortable. But here's what they do. They fix your roof so you don't have to worry about water getting into your house. That's your last line of defense against the weather. You don't want the weather inside your house. Ask somebody who's gone through a tornado or gone through a hurricane. You don't want the weather inside your house. So call PI Roofing, uh, 707-3551. I use them exclusively. I don't let anybody else walk on my roof to to repair it or to to check it out. It's PI Roofing, 707-3551, or on the Internet at PI Roofing. That's one word, PI Roofing. Com. All right, got about four minutes till we get to the bottom of the hour. Hey, don't forget about my good buddy uh, over at uh, Hillcrest Designer Jewelry, uh, Eric Coleman. Uh, you go see him today. Do it today. Because look, today, what did I say? 14, 15, 16? 16th. 16th. I had to count back. I remember Friday the 13th, <laughs> and I counted for it. Uh, so the 16th. So you're not that far from Christmas. You're getting close. Uh, I mean, we're a little over a month away. But and I if mean, you're some if you're wanting something custom made, it takes time to do that. Uh, you got to figure out what you want it to look like. You got to sit down at the computer. They got to design it for you. They'll make a wax impression of it. You get to look at it. Then you got you're going to give him the thumbs up to do it. And it takes time to to do all of that. So call Eric over at uh, at Hillcrest Designer Jewelry or stop by. I I really think you should just stop by. That way. You can talk to Eric, and a little face-to-face doesn't hurt anything. You both wear masks. Don't worry about it. 
uh, no COVID-19 uh, in, in the shop. They keep it nice and sterile in there. But you can call at uh, call them uh, over there or stop by. 3000 Cavanaugh is where they're located up. Uh, and, and visit with uh, Eric Coleman and get your ring or bracelet or necklace or anklet or whatever, brooch, whatever you're going to have developed and, uh, and, and put together, put together. You can do all of that just by stopping by Hillcrest Designer Jewelry, uh, and uh, that is at 3000 Cavanaugh. We'll get Eric on here probably next week. I'll have him come on and and uh, spend a half hour with me and talk about why you don't want to buy a diamond on the Internet and things of that nature. If you've listened to the show for any length of time, I've had Eric on. I have him on every year to talk about that. Yeah, that was it's pretty really important. I was in, in the studio, I think, one time when he was here, and it was pretty interesting listening to some of that yeah, stuff. Yeah, and he brought uh, some stuff in. He'll bring he'll bring in stuff this time, too, because we can – I can turn to Heidi, and Heidi can like zero in with our uh, Vivo camera and uh, show you some of the stuff. He'll hold it up so you can I look think, at it. I think last time I heard him, he was talking about, um, or he was in the studio. I think he was talking about China. China has developed a way to actually make diamonds, and they're, they're well, they they're, make fake diamonds, and they charge you for the real deal, and they're so good at it. You can't you can't distinguish the when difference. You, yeah, really. when you look under a microscope at a diamond to see the facets and any mm-hmm. flaws or anything. There is a number on it, and make sure you're not serial getting, number so you're not getting blood diamonds. Okay, <clears throat> blood diamonds are the ones that get out of Africa that people died yeah. for. Mm-hmm. Uh, just keep in mind that they have a, a, an identifying number, and China now puts numbers on their fake diamonds. And they're they're kind of it's like, almost like counterfeiting. Yeah, well, that's what they do. They tell you that they're real and they're not. Right, and you don't know if they're real or not unless. You're a gemologist like Eric is, yeah, and Eric can tell. saying they're chemically the same, but one's mined and the other's just created. Yes, and, you, and by looking at them with tell. a discerning mm-hmm. eye, you can tell. Really? So <laughs> don't think you're going on the Internet and getting a really good deal. You're probably <laughs> spending what you spend on a regular diamond, and the best way I can put it is like glass. Mm. Might so well just what's, get what's glass. fascinating to me, to me about that is that for industrial purposes, these manufactured seconds. diamonds are, are pretty cool, and the potential there is pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. All right. We've got to take a break. We'll be back with more. Uh, right now, Rush is coming on. He's got some important things to tell you. Then uh, Iverson, Paul, and I will be back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right. We continue here on a, uh, a day where you got the power panel in, and we've just been talking about a lot of different things today, just a lot of different things. I'm going to ask a question of you guys. And again, this is nothing, no politics right now. (laughs) Well, it is kind of politics because it's politics that made it happen. Mm -hmm. When you buy a chicken, can you tell whether it was raised in a, in a, uh, uh, a cage or walking around the farm? Absolutely. I can. You can tell the difference? Yes, sir. I can't. This, the 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 is this what cellulite under the skin? Uh-huh. When you buy a, a chicken from the store, it has so much that yellow gook. And That's stuff. fat, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. fat. But but it's from the hormones. All the hormones that's been pumped. Okay, uh, and I, and I say that day because late at our, at our church, she gives us she's giving us some chicken that she raised. Uh-huh. And there's none of that on there, and it's big and it's healthy. 
but none of that all that so are, they, slime. are they still broilers the the, the six week old broilers are they more like barnyard chickens yeah more more like the barnyard, barnyard chicken. okay. chickens okay yeah, there's, a, there's like, a vast now hers were hers were they were big because she big, feeds though. them good right. yeah and then they stay caged most of yeah, the time like a barred rock yeah a, but they didn't have all that uh fat and gook mm-hmm. i mean just it's, it's, some of it's disgusting yeah and, all right so i can is this by tim hankey it is. This is my old Tim Hankey is joining me today. Oh my! I thought I didn't know this guy was alive or dead. Oh, wow. Tim, uh, how are you? Have you been out deer I'm, hunting? Have you gotten anything? No, I got them in my backyard there while I live in Salem. But um, they got the, they got the covert. They got the covert. Uh, you know the uh, chronic wasting disease up there in Clinton. So I don't go oh. up there very much. Oh really? I didn't know that that was a problem. Yeah, hey, I'm still trying to get over Carl Kimball's loss. Uh, oh, my gosh. And the rest of the world. Know more about NASCAR and racing and football and history than any person alive, I, I guarantee I you. Said, when I said, when I heard that Carl had passed, I was called, a, a, a person from his uh, insurance company called me and, and told me that Carl had passed away. I said, the two things I will always remember about Carl Kimball is the great history lessons he always gave me and his laugh. And then he saved every person in this state 5% on the food tax. You and him did that for this state. Well, we, we got it going. We didn't get it passed. We sure did try hard. Yeah. We tried hard. and Knocked half of it off, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. well, no, they, they, they didn't. Here's what happened. Uh-huh. The governor at that time, by the name of Mike Huckabee, <laughs> yeah. fought tooth and nail against it. Against us getting ready to rid of the food tax, saying that we were going to be a third world nation and all kinds of stuff. People may not remember this back in about 2002, but if you drove by Arkansas Children's Hospital, they had a big banner hanging on the uh, uh, the building saying to vote against. Uh, I think it was issue one at that time, uh, yes. which we got rid of the food tax, and they had the skull and bones and all that on it. Yes. And it was crazy. It was crazy to say. I, I could not believe the, the amount of people who fought against not taking the first bite of your food dollar with a tax. So anyway. Right. Uh, well, yeah, uh, three weeks ago today, he passed. I was at his yeah. house watching football that Sunday. I was in his office that day talking insurance. He was wow. six months away from retirement. Six uh-huh. months, Dave. Oh, my. And he, and he couldn't wait. He couldn't wait. Yeah. Anyway, can I give you my, my number to your producer and... Have you called me? Yeah, I, I will, because okay. I tell you what, I'd like to have your guys come out and look at my house. I need to get the inside of my house painted. You bet you, buddy. Thank you so All much. All right. Hold on. Hold on. If you get that for me, Heidi, I'd appreciate it. Thank you. And by the way, how's Steve doing? All right. Doing great. Uh, <laughs> you know, par- partially open with the two restaurants. He's got two restaurants Right, now. right. Um, yeah, h- hanging in there just uh, like everybody else trying to get through the day. All right, brother. Okay. I'll come, yes. Thank you. I'll call you back. Thanks Thank a lot. You. Tim Hankey used to be part of my, uh, what, what do you call it, uh, 301C or 501C3? Oh, yeah, 501 c uh, Yeah, I had that, which was Arkansas <clears throat> Care. And uh, bottom line, we helped a lot of people. Yeah, this is a the lot. And, and look, PI Roofing, who you hear mm-hmm. on my show all the time, they have been an instrumental part of that. Wow. I have watched them uh, when people came to me and said, look, my, uh, I know some people who are living in a house and it's fallen out and around their ears. 
and they have to make up their mind whether they're going to buy food or they're going to buy medicine or whatever, and they were retirees. Mm-hmm. And that just shouldn't happen. Right. As as neighbors, mm-hmm. we shouldn't allow that to happen. And uh, I know that I would call up uh, Joel over at PI Roofing and say, can you can take a look at their roof? It's in really bad shape. There was one house that he went to, and he tore the whole top of the roof off. Wow. All of it. So you got all the way down, all the way down, and rebuilt a whole brand new roof on that house. Didn't charge the people a penny, nor charge my my organization oh, a penny. Wow. He would do it. All right. Didn't have to. Didn't have to use government to steal from people. How about that? Huh? Yeah. yeah. The only thing, in fact, the government lost because he would write that off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I don't know if you can write that kind of stuff off anymore. I think some of that has gone away. I think you should be able to. You won't get a tax credit for it. I don't think. But, but can, that's what I'm you talking can, you about. Can, yeah. You can um, see. That's why you know. Hospitals used to do a lot of pro yes. bono work, yes, they did. and they would write it off because it would be because they would get come a tax, right off their ta- you know they could just line. take it right off their tax line. They don't let them do that anymore. No. So we've got to have Obamacare, <laughs> you know, and stuff for people to get. Well, because you can be charitable, but you still have to pay taxes now. And it's so it's, just it's, crazy. It's, I mean, you could you could give away. So it disincentivized charity, right, right? So if you if you would normally have to pay say twenty thousand dollars in taxes, you could give away. Twenty thousand dollars, but you still have to pay pay twenty thousand dollars in taxes. Maybe yeah. Just but, keep so in mind when here's the thing to always remember: if you want more of something, don't tax it. Right. If you want less of something, tax it. Tax the crap out of it. Yeah. Well, it's you'll drive the price up. Well, and, and people will get out of making it anymore. They might, or 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 they might end up. Um misallocating money because they're addicted to it whether it's cigarettes or something like that and then they don't take care of their families or they don't deal with things like they should but government it's not government's job to to take care of everybody look i used to buy cigarettes and i got upset when i went to the machine one time yeah and i couldn't just put a quarter in and get a pack of cigarettes yeah i remember when they were 35 yeah i I had to put a quarter in a dime Mm-hmm. It okay, was yeah, a 35. Yeah, 35. That's right. And when it did that, I said, too expensive for me. <laughs> All right. And and I'd already been told by a doctor, and I had to start quitting, and I'd gone into the, the bowling alley, and I was going to buy a pack because everybody was smoking then mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, drinking their beers and, and smoking. And On the airplanes, too. Like, yeah, it looked like a haze <laughs> hanging in the bowling alley. And uh, anyway, I, I just, uh, you know, I just said, too rich for my blood and i watch people now how much is it for a pack of cigarettes now i think between five and seven dollars i, I think, think that's incredible I, think, I don't know yeah that's i mean that's yeah. A, yeah. it didn't even cost me that much to buy a carton <laughs> well that's true cartons used to be about four dollars yes. i think uh for a carton of cigarettes and i just remember that because i know my uh my folks used to smoke yeah, yeah a, a, a healthy uh, let's say a healthy smoking habit but a a a, a, a robust smoking habit is about a car payment these days isn't you want it? you want to see yeah i i mean i i got a couple of kids that still smoke mm. and i and they'll say uh, they might say to me, Dad, can I borrow a couple of dollars to do this? I said, you know, if you stop smoking. You'd have a whole lot of money. You, think about that. How much is that pack of cigarettes? Well, let's say $7. How many packs you smoke a day? Well, I smoke a pack a day. Okay, so that's seven a week times $7. 
Hey, do Times the math. 52 weeks. Yeah. <laughs> How much money are you burning up, son? And they're like, Dad, quit being dad. <laughs> I need a couple of dollars. I need a couple of dollars. <laughs> Man. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Just saying. It's just, it's just, but it's the truth. You got to do the math. You got to do the math. You know, but everybody looks at me and goes, Dave, you're always talking about how you save gas. Look, I don't go out of my way to save gas. But if there's a if there's a gas station on one side of the street and they're charging a dollar seventy nine a gallon, yeah. and there's a, a a gas station on the other side of the street and it's charging a dollar seventy five a gallon, guess which one I go I'm to? I'm crossing the street. <laughs> I'm going over and pay four cents less because it adds up. Hey, I, I did that yesterday. Uh, we were going to Heber Springs and I said, "Well, let me get some gas." And there are two gas stations mm-hmm. right across the street from each other. They're in North Little Rock. One was one sixty four. The other was 163. 163 got my business. It won. It won. That's that's competition. Sometimes it's just the principle of the matter, too. Well, it is. It is. And so, uh, yeah. You reward reward the company that says, hey, we'll give you a break. And one penny, would that make a real difference? difference. Not not a lot. No, but but it makes a statement. It does. It makes a statement. It it does. So you want my business. (laughs) Give me the best price. And and there can be a lot of range. Like this morning, I think I was driving. I think that I saw it. So I, I, I drive diesels. And so I think I saw diesel as high as 220 a gallon or so. Yeah. And I saw it as low as $1.89. And which are you going to buy? Well, I, I'm not. I, I'm if not you're driving, at the moment, if, so you're driving I'm, I'm if you're driving past both of them, you'll probably mm-hmm. stop at the dollar eighty nine. Now, if so, I got to drive six, six miles out of my yeah, lawn, yeah, yeah. I won't do it because I'm going to burn up a, a gallon just yeah. doing it. Sometimes, mm-hmm. uh, well, you know, I figure a way around that. Sometimes, you know, yeah. well, you just, you, you, I get in my <laughs> trusty old pickup and load it up with uh, containers yeah. in the back and, and go get fuel. So I don't take the big trucks. You, you ever do that with a Kroger thing, where, where you where you go get your fill? You up. better know it. And so and so you all, you get a total of is it thirty or thirty five gallons or something like that that they'll let you get thirty five. And then so your car might hold fifteen or twenty, and so then you get your gas cans <laughs> along with it, so you get that fifteen or twenty cent discount or thirty That's cent right. discount on on all thirty five gallons. That's or right. you got a couple of other members of your family drive cars, right. and you just keep hey. the trump and pump going. Hey, right? That's going. exactly right. right. All right. Hey, you know, you might be asking yourself why people are rushing to get a living trust in Arkansas. Let me explain why. It's because if you only have a will. And I always tell everybody, you need to have a will uh, when you pass away. It could be a one-way ticket to probate court. Everything you own, including your house, your bank accounts, your investments, everything could be tied up in probate court for years. It could cost your estate tens of thousands of dollars in legal fees and potentially get double taxed. I know it's supposed to be illegal. It's, it's done, though, uh, by the government. But you can avoid all of this with a free review from David Lucas Financial in Little Rock. Uh, David works with successful families, business owners, and executives who have saved at least uh, a quarter of a million dollars, $250,000. And if you want to schedule one of these free reviews, call. That's 501-222-3315. 501-222-3315. And be remembered as someone who left a legacy and not a mess. 501-222-3315. Again, 501-222-3315. Investment advisory services are offered through the David Lucas Financial, an Arkansas registered investment advisor. All right, so we have 
We just got a few moments left here, and then we'll wrap it up for live today. Don't forget to tune in at 6 uh, p.m., and uh, we'll continue the conversation. But we were just talking about Alex Trebek uh, passing away, and that's sad yeah, that he yeah. passed away. But I looked I looked at Iverson because I couldn't look at, at Paul and ask him this <laughs> Paul's question. Paul's being left he out a lot of this conversation. He would not have a, an idea. I said, well, who was doing Jeopardy before, before Alex Trebek? I mean, Alex Trebek did other game shows before he did yeah. Jeopardy. Remember High Roller? Yeah. Well, he, I don't remember High Roller. He used to do High Roller. They rolled those big dice. Yeah, Dave he used has to do ju- that. has just a few years on me. Just yeah. a few. Just he used few. to do that one. Well, Art Fleming used to do Jeopardy. Yeah. Jeopardy. All right. And a lot of you know Art Fleming. And then I was talking about game uh, that my mom used to watch all the time, which was Concentration. Concentration. Which I, I enjoyed that one. And uh, as, as as a kid, it was the simpler the game yeah. is, typically, yes. the better people like it. Yes. Now, Jeopardy is a different animal. It's a different animal. It's just a different animal. But, uh, you know, concentration was they had a big board, had a bunch mm-hmm. of numbers on it, and uh, you would call out a number, uh, 23, and it would turn around and it had a picture on it. And then the next person would call on number 18, and it turned around. Well, the idea was to remember where the pictures were kind of like behind the matching, which numbers. The and then you would, game. Yeah. You would start, yeah, you would say number 23 and number 14, <laughs> and it would show you the, uh, a loaf of bread. Yeah. And both of them would, would uh, turn around then, and there was a pieces of pictures on it. Huh. And then you had to identify what the picture was, uh, you know, before the other person could. It was a great game, and you got so much money for each of the pieces that you, you yeah. got, and I, I liked it. And as a kid, I could understand that real quick. Yeah. I didn't know a lot of the people that, you know, they show Elizabeth Taylor or something. I, who's that? You know? <laughs> but uh, I didn't have a clue. But uh, enjoyed that. But Yeah, and I remember that Truth or Consequences yeah, truth or with Bob, Bob Barker. Barker. Yeah. That was his first game. And then he moved on to do The Price is Right. The Price is Right. Wow. And Truth and Consequences, I believe, does no longer exist. Yeah, I don't think so. Because they can't make... So we're talking about They the can't 60s. make you do things that are self-deprecating. Yeah, yeah. I uh, mean, they used to make you know, people you, you do just some can't of even, bizarre You just can't stuff. laugh at yourself now. Not What's, anymore. I mean, when you can't laugh at yourself, you, you can't laugh. You know, that's something I enjoy about going out to the travelers. Yeah. You know, they play those games in, in, during the, in between the innings and, you know, eat more chicken, yeah, yeah. eat more chicken. And they got the baseball bat and they got their forehead on it and they're going around right, the right, and then yeah. they got to run to the finish line and they're falling over. And stuff. That's fun to watch. That's fun. It's fun. You know? It's fun to watch. It's good, fun to do. Good, yeah. Good, clean humor. Huh? Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. great stuff. I mean, you run into each other the opposite direction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or they yeah. had more than one person doing yeah, it. Yeah, they got two oh, people. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Or they put a couple of people out in the outfield and they get the big uh, slingshot uh-huh. and they start shooting stuff up in the air and they got to catch it in a big net and stuff. And I'm just amazed at how people can't judge a fly ball oh, yeah. when I'm watching <laughs> things like that. And then they have the big, the big, big wheels that they ride and all. See, I, I enjoy it. That's yeah. why I enjoy going to the ball game. I enjoy fun. the ball game and I enjoy that kind of stuff. Yeah, sometimes the game is boring, but the uh, the uh, stuff that comes along with it is a lot of fun. You know, you, know, you, could, win, once in a while. you could win a pizza. I'm yeah. just saying. <laughs> <laughs> could win a pizza. Eat more and pizza, buddy. That's good yeah, stuff. Eat more pizza. But the the bottom line that we were we were talking during the break 
Because a lot of people say nobody can take Alex Trebek's place. Well, personally, I think they should give Ken Jennings a chance at it. He's the all-time reigning champion of uh, Jeopardy, and I I watch him. I watch the game show network a lot. Uh That's mindless fun, just to sit and watch that 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 uh, channel you know and, and david it's it really speaks to generations because we're the generation that grew up with alex trebek well you know when yeah. he started what was it 40 years ago oh, 50 maybe uh, oh, something wow. like that so that's all ago. i've known long for jeopardy. time ago you know it's alex trebek and oh, then there's 36 a, years yeah. on jeopardy okay 36 years so so the next generation will come and they will be whoever the next host is They'll grow up when with you that watch, guy. When you, the people, the young people who watch, let's make a deal, have no idea about Bob Barker. They know Drew Carey. Yeah. Drew Carey's uh, been doing it for a long time now. Yeah, yeah. Over a decade, I'm sure. Remember Monty uh, Hall. Hall. Monty with, Hall. Uh, let's, let's make, make a, a deal. Yeah, let's make a deal with Monty Hall. <laughs> well, now you're in my wheelhouse, buddy. <laughs> you're in my wheelhouse now. Well, in those last few seconds of the show, and he'd start hauling out all kinds door of strange Door number things. one, door number two, yeah. or door number three. Which one do you want? And those women would have all those, who's got an electric bill? You yeah, got an electric yeah. bill, we'll pay your electric bill. Yeah, it was crazy stuff. I love those game shows I really, because it's mindless fun. You don't have to think a lot when you're watching them. Yeah. And uh, the new one that I watch, it's not really new. I watch it. America Says. Huh. Have you ever watched it? I've it's, never it's, heard of it. It's a, it's a dumbed-down version of Family Feud. It really <laughs> it's a is. It's, dumbed-down it's version. We asked uh, 200 Americans, I would blank if I was drunk. All right, let's just say something like that, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And they put the letters of the beginning letter of the answers up mm-hmm. there, and the idea is to, to identify. You know, if you run the board, you get an extra, you know, thousand points That's, or something, yeah. and to try to pick all of them. And and you know, I sit there with my wife, and and we're uh, it's this, it's this, it's that. Hey, how did you miss Tom Cruise, you know? Hey, and stuff like Wheel that. of Fortune. Yeah, that, that's been on Wheel forever. Wheel of Fortune. It's still prime time. Yeah, yeah. My mom gets a lot of those answers. Yeah, what happens <laughs> when uh, he let, leaves? Oh, yeah. And Vanna. And when Vanna leaves. I mean, how do you, you, say, how do you how stay the is, same size? How old is she going to be? 30 years, 40 turning years. Turning like I'm just saying. <laughs> All right. We gotta, I'll see you at 6 o'clock. So will these guys. We'll be back at that time. Dave Ellswick show we were talking about game shows we're going to continue talking about game shows for a moment deep heavy radio yeah this is good stuff though people people can relate to this they grew up oh, with yeah. tv that that's the thing about baby boomers oh, we yeah. are the first generation to grow up with television with a lot of this stuff and we were talking about we were talking about wheel of fortune because it's still on channel seven yes at 6 30 in the evening why do i know that because i watch it a lot of times all right just so you know 
I watch it a lot of times. I don't watch it as much because now I can go to the game network yeah. and I can watch uh, other game shows that I like better than Wheel of Fortune. Mm-hmm. But uh, Vanna White, now these guys know. I'm, I'm going to ask Heidi. Heidi, you know who Vanna White is, right? She's got one of the most recognizable faces in show business. Uh-huh. How old do you think Vanna White is? 62. Wow. <laughs> she's 63. Wow. Good. How Lord, much Heidi. money do you think she makes every year? Now, understand, all she does is turn letters and wear designer gowns. <laughs> That's what she does. How much money do you think she makes a year? A year? Yeah. I'm going to guess $20 million. Ooh, no, you're, wow. you're way over. $4 million. Oh, okay. Well, she you makes, know, she's still a millionaire. Yeah, that's not that's not bad for 20 hours. Of, was it 20 hours? Was it half an hour? Uh, that's only like four hours of, yeah. of, of work a that's week. That's two and a half hours a week. Yeah, a week. All right. You're making $4 million a year. And they'll do, they'll do the, all those shows in one day. She has I guess they been. Could, couldn't they? She made her debut on... Uh, uh, Wheel of Fortune in 1982. Wow. Paul, when were you born? 81. <laughs> that just makes me laugh. Yeah. It makes me laugh. That's why Paul has been kind of silent this yeah, morning. Yeah, he's been kind of quiet. But you know, he today, grew up, well, he well, grew well, up yeah, with Vanna I mean, White, though. Right, right. So she's, yeah. she's the only one that I remember on, on Wheel of Fortune, obviously, because I was... But he had no, no appreciation. You've got, to, you've got to remember Pat Sajak. Oh, yes. No, she's, she's the only one. She's the only... Oh, um, letter turner that uh-huh. I remember on uh, yeah because obviously I was like a one year old when she was yeah when she came on I can remember even you know she she had a couple of children while she was oh, on there yeah, I remember I remember her know, being pregnant walking across think, yeah. and very graceful I know. you know and still just as lovely Pat Sajak earns fifteen million dollars wow. a year wow on uh, Wheel of Fortune now this says uh, Vanna White and this is from. 2020 this year so they got the current figures 10 million dollars oh well so she makes 10, 10 million dollars oh wow wheel of fortune tapes four days per month and they wow. do six shows per day so they have a lot uh, of free time huh yeah you better believe it baby i think they, <laughs> they got time to spend that money that man. <laughs> i will you wow. know a lot of people don't know i'm i've been looking because I'm, I'm i'm trying to figure out if i can get my family on america says I, I want to try to do it, and uh, and if we got to pay to get there, I'll figure out how to fly us out there yeah. or whatever. But the bottom line is, normally, when you go on a game show like that, now American says won't be less way, but Family Feud is because you can be there for five days if you win each day. Mm. Oh wow! Well, they record each week on one day, uh-huh. so they'll tell you to bring several shirts. Uh, and outfits and then between shows you go change clothes Uh now you can tell the people who listen to what they ask them to do and the people who don't that look like they've been wearing the same thing the whole time because they have because they have been but pat sajak uh makes 15 million uh pat sajak the syndicated version Mm -hmm. of wheel of fortune has been hosted continuously by Sajak and Vanna White since its inception in 1982. So they are the only 
so for the syndicated show. Yeah, for the, okay, yeah. At one time, it wasn't syndicated. Wow. It was on like was NBC, yeah. I believe. NBC and CBS were the two big ones at that time. It is the longest-running syndicated game show in the U.S. with 7,000 episodes taped and aired as of May 10th, 2019. Wow. 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 That's amazing. That's a lot of shows. How, how old is Pat say, Jack? Is he, is he in the I 70s? I can find he's out. Oh, he's 70, in his 70s. Yeah, he's, he's in his uh, 70s. Been around for a while. Yeah. See, he just, what was it? He had some type of heart surgery or yep, something. He did. Yeah. In fact, there's a right here where I'm pulling all this up. It's got him. Uh, it's got that story. Yeah. Okay. His age. And let me put 74. 74. Uh, yeah. The thing, he'll be retiring. Look, I've read several stories about Pat Sajak. I'm always interested in what he has to say because he got his start in armed forces radio wow. in the air oh, force. Wow. Yeah. And uh, so it's always, you know, he's a Denfos trained killer. And if you're saying, what is Dave talking about? Unless you are, have been in armed forces radio or you have been a journalist mm-hmm. uh, for the base newspaper. And I don't even know if bases have newspapers anymore. Uh, or are they on the internet now? Probably so. You okay. know, I, I used to get pick them up out there at the air base there and take a look at them sometimes. And, and they, I mean, they'll have like a thrifty nickel type yeah. uh, paper. Well, but I don't know if they, they have had, that anymore. Look, they used to have a, a base newspaper. Uh, if you were overseas, you had a base radio station mm-hmm. yep. and TV station. Now, most of those still exist, uh, except that they are all. Uh, basically now um satellite yeah and so you got just a few people who do all the shows and yeah, they're yeah, piped out to all the bases forces radio I yeah think it's AF, so, so afrs used, yes. so, so used to they would have a, a radio farts is what we used to call it. <laughs> they used to have a radio station for each base yeah yeah i, I was a local i was on the, the far east network station on guam yeah uh fe in guam yeah. and that that's where i spent five years of my career yeah. wow so you, so you you ran a radio or had a, had a radio program oh yeah there yeah was it, was well, when it a two i first three hour show or how did that work about three hours three hour typically show. uh sometimes longer mm-hmm. uh other times if i wasn't on the air i was filing records those big things made out of wax now been in, been in guam i know a lot of local stations had people come in and do live mm-hmm. performances oh yeah even way back oh, wow. you know way back yeah oh. way back then did you guys have that uh, not with the Air Force. Uh, if if we had, if the USO yeah, yeah. Had, a, had a show traveling around, you know, we would have some of the people. Connie Stevens came oh, into the oh, station wow. and, and things of that nature, which was kind of, that's always a cool and thing. And how old were you then? Uh, I would <laughs> have been Stevens in, man. 29 years yeah, old. That must have been through. a real a Yeah, it was there. cool. Yeah, pretty Meeting cool. Her, it was. Bob Hope came through and oh, said yeah. hello. Oh. Sat down with uh, Ralph Baldwin. It ro- was Raquel Welch. No, nope, she wasn't doing it then. Oh, okay. uh, she, Connie was with him. Con- okay, yeah. She Man. was doing that. But, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Now, th- And that wasn't during Nam. Now, during the Vietnam, they would stop in Guam or the Philippines, of course, before they went yeah. into combat areas. And they always, uh, they always stopped and talked to the troops on the radio as Good well morale booster oh yeah. yeah it was it was great i'll never forget when i went to guam um first of all it, it was a it was i i had to really 
fight to get onto um, uh, Armed Forces Radio, which is not even called that anymore. They took the armed out, and now it's oh, American Forces Radio. <clears throat> but uh, Armed Forces Radio, you, you got to you had to pass a, a voice qualification and and whatnot. Uh, they typically wanted some people who had had some college, and mm-hmm. I had ninety five hours, and oh, I had there. radio. I had radio, television, and journalism, so they were really interested in me. But only so many people can be in that career field. That's true. It's a it's a it's a thin career field. I think two thousand people. I think uh, in that career field. Wow. So uh, I almost ended up being uh, going out to um, San Francisco to the Presidio hmm. and became a, a language person. Oh, wow. Yeah. I had, I, I took that. Did you ever take the language test? No, no, no. I was just thinking I was at the Presidio Dude, in 93. Was, oh, what a great base. Yeah. I'm at the post. Well, this is what, what headquarter six army was there when I was there in 93. Now, no, it's nobody there now, right? Yeah. yeah I think it's gone. Is it, is it, it was, is, it, was, is it, a, it was such a beautiful, it's, beautiful yeah, base. I, I was, Man. I was stoked that I might get to go to this yeah, place because, yeah. It's a two-year school, mm-hmm. so you're going to be there for two years, yeah, yeah. and that's when when you could go to San Francisco. You didn't take about nuts, flakes, and, yeah. and coops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you they know? cut that down. I think to like fifty-seven weeks or something. Like oh, that. they Instead cut it way back. Years, huh? Yeah, they cut it way back. I think a lot of the techniques changed. Well, and, I'm sure. You know, and then learning with uh, the uh, tapes. I'm, I'm saying uh, tapes. Yeah, you know, and all that. Rosetta Stone, whatever it is that they use, I don't know. Anyway, here's the key about that test. The test was about an inch and a half thick. Gosh. And they gave you eight hours when you sat down. And uh, you could leave and get a drink of water, go to the bathroom, but that was it. All right. No lunch. No lunch. Wow. Sat down. Here's what it was. You opened it up. They tell you, remember how they sit up in the front of the class and they could go, open your test now. <laughs> yes. And then you break the seal on it, open it up, oh. and, and you would start. Everything was written in gobbledygook. Wow. It made no sense at all. It was in a made-up language that you were expected to sit down and decipher. decipher. Wow. And, uh, and write down in English what was there. Now, the reason they did that is they want to see what was your aptitude for being able to pick up a language. Mm -hmm. I did it in five and a half hours. Completed. Yes. Wow. Wow. And and had a very good score on it. And uh, they they were ready to put me in. And about two days before I was supposed to get my orders, Uh I got orders to go to the Defense Information School at Fort uh, Bend. In uh, Indianapolis, oh yeah, to to get into radio and television, folks. I have loved radio and TV all my <laughs> life, so it was say goodbye to that, say hello to Fort Ben, wow, and Benjamin Harrison in Indianapolis, and uh, go to Denfos, the yeah. Defense Information uh, and News. That was another nice post. Yeah, it was a great place. Yeah, I, I, I was it. there in eighty. I think it was eighty. Oh gosh, what. 80, I don't know. 80, you got there after they built all the yeah. new dorms. Well, I'll tell you what. I was I was <laughs> there, Dave. I was there the day they opened uh, Grand State. Grand uh, was it Grand Station? Grand Central Station. Grand Central okay. Station. And the Indianapolis 500 started the same weekend. Mm, wow. So it was it was so cool. Yeah. Yeah. We 
the the I was in some of the old barracks uh-huh. that were built in World no, we War Two. No, we were in, we, well. Actually, we were they uh, they put us up in hotels because it was okay. just that tight. I was there yeah. for the uh, Master Fitness Trainer course. Okay, so the other the the new ones that they had those modular uh-huh. units. Yeah, I didn't get to live in those. All right, <laughs> we were in the old. I was there TDY. I wasn't there. Was uh, in the old I was there TDY. I was in the ones where they. World War II vets marched out of those buildings. Oh, it was, was that like burned good. down in two minutes? Yeah. <laughs> uh, they were great, though. I liked them. I they were, to tell you. They were air-conditioned without an air-conditioner. Yeah, they were. <laughs> they were hot in the summertime. They were hot during the summertime, but you open those big windows, <laughs> yeah. you'd get you'd get like a hurricane going through the hallways. Remember what they said, uh, Dave, that those, these were temporary barracks. They, yes. were, they were built just for uh, World War II, no. uh, but 40 years later, <laughs> we were still the Military never uh, tears something down that they can reuse. Especially when you can put a bunch of 18, 19-year-olds That's in there. Exactly right. You know, I was don't. I was older than that. I I went into the military first year I was there. I was twenty seven. Oh, wow! And when I was twenty seven, <laughs> yeah, you were. You know, I was grandpa at basic training, man. I'm going to tell you what. All right, we'll take a break. Yeah, we got more to talk to you about. I'll talk about that. That was so funny, man. I, I remember my t, my ti looking 27, at me. You're an old yeah, man. my ti. I was older than he was. He looked at me and he said. What are you smiling about, Ellswick? And I said, I heard basic was tough. You did. You know, yeah. And I said, they did worse things to me when I was pledging fraternity. <laughs> did he fix it oh, for you? Oh, man, he gave me hell for the next week. All right, we'll take a break. We got more coming your way here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, another segment of the Dave Ellswick Show. And this has been a fun show today. To be honest with you, I, I really have enjoyed this show just, just because back and- I'm not I'm not talking about you know politics today. Yeah, I you know I could have sat here and talked three hours today about the idiots in Antifa <laughs> attacking the mega yeah you know Trump march in in D.C. But I I thought to myself, what good does it do? Yeah, what what good does it do? And I'm, I'm just, we're just having fun today. Yeah. You know, you got to do that every once in a while. And we're getting, hey, look, we're getting towards the holidays. Uh-huh. And I'm going to be honest with you during the holidays. I don't want to deal with any of that crap. Yeah. The holidays are really special to me because my dad's father mm-hmm. walked out on the family when he was nine years old, left him with a mother who had cancer mm-hmm. and three sisters. Wow. And he was nine, and he became the man of the house. I know that's hard for a lot of you to understand because you don't think a nine-year-old kid can do squat. Let me tell you what. My father went into the coal mines at nine years old wow. and started working in the coal mines. He became a man. He, he, yeah, he was the, if, if he didn't work... The family didn't eat. Yeah, because back then they... The government wasn't handing out free, you know, yeah. EBT cards right. and stuff. Wow. So he went into the to mines. He worked in the mines until he was 19. So you're saying they didn't have any overweight poor people? But yeah. They, they <laughs> ate all right. I mean, but he went down in that mine every day, six worked. days a week. Wow. They gave six him, days They gave week. him Sunday off. Well, they worked like 14, 12, 14-hour 12, shifts? 14-hour shifts, yeah, I'm sure. God, a nine-year-old. Yeah, I didn't talk to my father about that. He was a 
stoic kind of guy. He's a typical World War Tour yeah, that generation, and did not talk much about hard times. Right. He talked about good times. Uh, my father talked about how his dad walked out, and he said, and he told me this when I was a teenager. He says, "Do you know the reason why we have such crazy Christmases?" And I'm telling you, Christmas tree went up day after Thanksgiving. Wow! Immediately yeah. went up. We went out, bought the tree, just like you see in the Christmas story, because that's about Hammond, Indiana. Uh-huh. That's where I grew up at, mm-hmm. and uh, went out to the where the trees were displayed, and you buy them, and you thought it looked great, and when I think about it now, they probably look like Charlie Brown's Christmas tree, <laughs> and uh, you know, you, you would decorate yeah, it at yeah. night, and mom would get out my little record player, and the Bing Crosby uh, was Christmas. It the, was it a little box record? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bring out the, the, the Bing Crosby uh, Christmas, Christmas record and White Christmas is playing mm-hmm. and all the other songs that he did on that album. It's I can still see the album cover. Oh, yeah. It's him on the front with a pipe and a sprig of holly. Wow. On the cover. And uh, we, we, we would listen to that and we'd put the ornaments on and uh, they put... We didn't have a star or anything like that for the top of the tree. It was a thing. It looked like the top of a Prussian German World War One helmet. Do you remember those? Yeah, with the little it like a spike. Uh, yeah, the spike on top. <laughs> yeah, I, know, from, I have no idea what from Hogan's Heroes. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think back on that and laugh about that now. I was just talking. We bought a new Christmas tree this year. Uh, I get the pre-lit artificial yeah. ones now because I'm going to tell oh, you what. that's no fun, Dave. At, I'm just telling you. <laughs> after getting stuck with pine needles for so many years, putting the lights on them yeah, and everything, yeah. I didn't want anything to do with them by the time I got older. Plus the fire risk. As, well, the well, fire yeah, was no big deal. Take, yeah, that was no, no big, big deal. deal. But, uh, but you, make, you, make, you make memories. Yeah, You can't make a do. memory with a fake tree. <laughs> yeah, unless the blood is flowing, you can't yeah. make memory. Here's what i hated about having a real tree sometime around july 18th of that summer i would step on one of those needles that had oh, worked its way down yeah, in the carpet, the carpet. Oh, geez. <laughs> nothing worse now i talked heidi her family still gets live christmas trees oh, you still cool. where do they even sell live christmas uh, trees i believe it's called homestead christmas tree farm it's in southwest little rock it's a really nice christmas tree farm i may go down there just to get a bunch of branches you know because they fall off oh, and yeah. stuff when they're opening them oh, up yeah, and, so, yeah, and yeah. just bring just, it the branches and put them around my house for the smell for the smell that's what i miss from the artificial trees is the smell is gone have you ever seen a video of of guys with the swords trimming those christmas trees i have not it's pretty cool to watch. So they'll they'll have these kind of a thin blade. It looks mm-hmm. like looks like almost like a samurai sword or something. And these guys are just fast. They're really sharp, and it just it just chops the oh yeah the, yeah. the branches down almost like a chain. No 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 no, 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 no. chain. No, they're they're like swords. Oh, they're, they're thin okay. blades, and they look like they're just incredibly. Sounds sharp. like you a could, job for me. You <laughs> could, you could, I, I bet you could just about shave with these things. Man, they're they're just working their way up up and down the tree around it and to shape it. And it's, it's it's so you're telling me they actually hand Ginsu knives to people and say shape these shape Christmas these. trees. Let me see if I can find a video. Oh I'll man! Well, you show it to the break. Uh, all right, because we'll, yeah. we're coming up on break. I need to take a break right now. We'll be back. We got more yet. <laughs> I, I hope this is bringing back some memories from you for you. Oh. And for you who don't know anything about this, you're going. 
How did they live then? All right, Dave Ellswick Show. All right, we continue here on the Dave Ellswick Show. When we left, we were talking about Christmas trees and live Christmas trees. I don't know how many people even do live trees. We know Heidi does. Her family does. And she was telling me about uh, the Christmas tree farm here in Little Rock. And it's called, what? what's the name of it again? I believe it's called the Homestead Christmas Tree Farm. Okay. Uh, I will look it up, uh, but it's in southwest Little Rock, and they also have a pumpkin patch, I know, in October. And so they do both, oh. but they have uh, they have a Leland Cypress trees, they have pine trees, um, they have a they have two or three different kinds of Christmas trees, and they're really, really pretty. Okay, so I'm going to give you a job. I know you do a lot for me anyway. I'm going to ask you to call them and set them up to be on on Wednesday or a Thursday, Wednesday at, at 7 or a Thursday at 7 or 8, uh, and uh, we'll have them on. Just like we did that farm last week, which was very cool, uh, we'll have them on and we'll talk about people who come out and buy Christmas trees yeah. even today. Yeah. I'd be, You know, whenever I think about buying Christmas trees, I think <laughs> Christmas vacation and I think, <laughs> I think of that big old tree they go out and get in the middle of nowhere with Clark and the and the family, and he's still got the root ball on it oh, and man. tied down on top of <laughs> of the of the uh, what was it the, the big old car that he had that clunker thing that he drove. But then he's going the then, station was the station, station wagon, wagon yeah. yeah the old station wagon. And of course the other part that I think about is when he's driving down the road and the guy in the log truck is taking him on and. <laughs> He, he he goes to cut over, and he pulls underneath the long truck in between the wheels. That's uh, a, we showed that movie last month oh, as a wow. classic movie. Yeah. It's such a good movie. Correction. Uh, I was thinking of an old Christmas tree farm that closed down, but the one in South Little Rock is a Motley's Christmas Motley's. tree. Okay. I know there's probably a few callers who were just like, <laughs> just like a few uh, listeners who were just like screaming at me, being like, it's Motley's, but okay. it is Motley's. Well, well, we'll try so. to get Motley's on. I'd like to get them on and talk to them. Yeah. Motley crew. About what, what, <laughs> what's going on as far as uh, all of that's uh, concerned, because I'll be honest, I haven't had a real Christmas tree in probably 20 years. Yeah. You know, I, I, I was saying during the break, uh, I used to take my children out and we literally go out in the forest with the with an axe and uh cut down a tree you know I'm like, yeah we had an axe or a chainsaw probably an axe you know knowing me it was probably an axe you know but just doing something together with the kids and that was for them a big deal and we bring oh, our tree back you know and decorate it now some sometimes some some of the uh the cousins would come up and say hey that's a charlie brown tree there you go <laughs> but guess what the next year they want to go out into the woods and, and wanted to see how you yeah, did see it. how you did it so just doing things like that makes a lot of family memories and stuff so you had a real axe you didn't take out a chainsaw huh no no real ask you, you know have, it, 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 it could have been it, christmas I mean, and friday you know, the 13th little, yeah point. at the same time <laughs> <laughs> but, but the thing was trying to get the thing to stand up that was that was a, a biggie you know because it, it was the trunk was so small okay oh. well now now the tree stand that i remember was a little it, 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 it had the red the red bowl like thing and uh-huh. you pour the water right. in that's, the bottom exactly, and then it had, had a little that. green stand yep. three that was smaller much yeah. smaller and then a ring at the top and, then a ring and you at the put top. 
put the tree in it and, and you had the screws. Yep. And you had to continuously screw it because oh, it, yeah. would, it would shrink. Know, as it was shrinking, yeah. dying, you know. <laughs> it was dying. It was already <laughs> it's dead. It's already dead. <laughs> but that, that, was a, that was a lot of fun. And, and, and again, my children are in their 20s now, all three of them. And uh, uh, we still talk about that and laugh about that. I'm just thinking, maybe we'll do that again this year. Maybe we'll go out somewhere and cut a tree down. You know, just be a little nostalgic. And just do it just for the so fun. Did you go to a tree farm? By the way, no, we didn't go to a tree farm. Tree farm is in the backyard. You know, we yeah. live out in the county. <laughs> That's another beauty of living in the county. Just go out and get just one. Just go out in the backyard, mm-hmm. man, and uh, cut. See one that looks good. And you let them pick the tree out. That mm-hmm. way, you know, they can take they're, some ownership of it. Invested. Yeah, invest in it. So that was, love that was that. a lot of fun. You gotta, gotta, gotta love that. And come back and set it up and decorate it man that's, that's fun so doing things as a family with the family that's what it's all about i gotta ask you something i was yeah, as sure. being a veteran yeah. all right now you're a retiree as well i retired 12 years ago after 25 years okay so, uh, so you you put the time in yes, I, did, sir. I didn't as i told you i told you a story yeah, about right it was a colonel that got me to, i would have stayed in for 20 25 oh, yeah. maybe even 30 yeah. may have just crossed and stayed as a civilian oh, worker yeah. uh after that but uh that's a long story. I won't get into it. But, uh, you know, when I, I'm, I'm sitting here and, and we're talking about all of this, and now I'm, now I'm, I've lost my train well, of thought. Well, you, you asked me how I was a veteran. Yeah. And, and why uh, you got out of the – you got out because you're – well, you got sideways with. Well, you talked about how no, how, no, how no. we used to do in the military during Christmas time and yeah, units would decorate. I've lost it, man. <laughs> <laughs> I just had a a Centrum Silver. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> take that tablet. Man. It's gone. I need one of those uh, Einstein pills that they yeah, show on yeah. television. Uh, <laughs> but you know you. that used to be a competition. The units would would see who could decorate the best, man. Oh, yeah, you know, compared to today. Do they still do that on the bases? Do they decorate no, the bases? No, you know, bases? you used to go out here, just Little Rock Air Force Base, and there would be signs out, you know, Jesus Christ and all that, and this that's oh, you, done. No, you no, can't. It's, now it's just you happy holidays. You can't do that. I know you can't yeah, do that. Yeah, but, I mean, this hasn't been that long ago. I mean, I'll give Jacksonville credit around the city hall. Yeah. They decorate that pretty nicely yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of, of uh, Arkansas st- cities still uh, their town squares. Mm-hmm. They, I know Cabot does a pretty nice job of that. Now, do, do they have Christian themes, or, they or got, are they just kind of the angels and Santa Claus type? And, they got deal. angels. Yeah, a lot of secular stuff. Yeah, you know. But I look at I look at Christmas different than a lot of people. Number one, Jesus wasn't born on December twenty fifth, no. but uh, we we talk about Christ's birth. Mm-hmm. But I always make sure that my grandchildren know that's not the birth when Jesus day. was born. Yeah, it's All the right. day we choose to celebrate. You know, when, yeah. when he was born, they didn't put a Christmas tree up. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah, tradition. <laughs> and and, and the, the point behind what I'm saying is just the it's a Christian mm-hmm. holiday, you know, the whole thing. And just recognizing that. A lot of Christian the tradition. System, system is in. Integrated into, into the pagan yeah. things that yeah. were done, yeah. but that's okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not telling you can't. I'll just let you know that I do Hanukkah too. All yeah. right. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That's a big yeah. deal yeah. for yeah. me as well. Mm-hmm. I really, I really enjoy Festival it. of Lights. Yes, I enjoy doing that because uh, we know from a few verses in the Bible that Christ mm-hmm. celebrated Hanukkah. Absolutely, all so, those days. You know, I don't think there's anything wrong no. with uh, keeping. I'm a big Hebrew roots people, you know, person. Everybody knows that, right? Because they listen to the Bible yes. guys on Tuesday, and we talk about that. So, uh, 
That's tomorrow, 7 o'clock. Don't miss it. Got a question for them. BibleGuys at SalemLR.com. And a lot of people have questions about about the Bible. I've been surprised since been doing – we've been doing that now almost three years mm-hmm. – uh, that we haven't had anybody who's been outright hostile. That's great. That's interesting. You know, with questions and stuff, you know, saying uh, – the ones that I always get on my Facebook is, uh, oh, you believe in the uh, that uh, that Walking Dead Savior, mm. you know, the zombie know, Savior. I don't know if I've ever heard no, that. You haven't yeah. heard that one? I yeah, I haven't heard that because one. Because Jesus uh, died and was raised from the grave yeah. and all that, so they make make fun uh, uh. Uh, of, of, of that kind of stuff. And, you know, my answer to them is my answer to everybody who, who says, you know, how can you believe that way or whatnot? I said... Jesus died for you too. Yes, he did. Yeah. I just want you to know that mm-hmm. he shed his blood for you yeah. just as well as he did for me. Yes. Don't ever forget that. If you take anything away from this conversation, take that with you because there's hope in that. That's right. I just want, I want you to know that. And, you know, here's. here's you know the what? Thing. They never say anything after <laughs> yeah, I say that right. to them. And believing is a choice. We yes, choose to is. believe what we choose to believe. That's exactly and right. And we will find out if what we believe is really true. I'm, the problem is, I won't for know some probably. Folk, if it if it just ends when I die, <laughs> yeah. then I'm not going to know. But yeah. I'm going to say, if you don't believe it ends and it doesn't and it keeps going, you're, you're going to know. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the thing. If we're wrong, if Christians are wrong, then okay, fine. But if you're wrong, uh, it's it's. It's going to be a bad forever. A lot of a lot of proof out there that we're not that wrong. we're not wrong. That's right. That we're now, not. Nobody's wrong. come back. I'm going to be. I'll be. Did you see? The, speaking of that, see now here. I'm doing my <laughs> rabbit. I'm doing my rabbit thing. Did you see that guy that got lost out by Mount Rainier? Wow. And he was. Are you ready for this? Okay. They found him. He was dead. He was dead. Have you heard about this, Heidi? 45 minutes. Oh, yes. I saw the uh, And they resuscitated him. And he's fine. Yeah. The slim guy. Yeah. Evidently because the temperature lowered his body. Right. I mean, that's his body temperature down. He did a Captain America thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That that happens when people fall through the ice sometimes into lakes. Oh, yeah. You're... The bottom, bottom your, line, it just body slows kinda, everything yeah, down. Slows That's why they're so they drown, interested. Still, kinda, they're yeah. still interested in cryogenics, cryogenics because yeah. the same reason mm-hmm. will freeze you, like Ted Williams. Right. They fret, they've, they've frozen his head. Uh. They've got his head still <laughs> okay. in, in yeah, so the, cryogenically so the, frozen. So the, so the okay. issue with cryogenics, I think, is that it the, the 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 freezing process is damaging because of the expansion. I think when you when, when you freezes, thaw out. Well, I think it's actually it no. Prob- is it probably when you're, happens when okay, you freeze, and so the expansion causes, um, vessels I, I guess, yeah, things. blood vessels yeah. and whatever else to actually kind of break. break. Yeah. So and what so, you're saying, if Ted comes back, he may not be able to hit 400 again. Uh, maybe. I mean, so the the, the, the thing is that <laughs> Ted so, ain't coming so, back. <laughs> so, so I think that it's it's maybe theoretically possible if you can figure out some way to prevent the um the damage in the expansion well the way that they're talking now is this new the synergy that they talk about where they want to digitalize oh your, your brain your soul basically and put you in a computer uh, you won't have a body but you'll uh, live 
inside your computer. Now, that is real, real Captain you're, America you're, stuff. You're that in, <laughs> your, your intellect, they're going to preserve your See, intellect. See, that's, that's, uh, that's, I like science fiction, uh, and I get into that, yeah. and when you start thinking about that stuff, how freaky that is, yeah. um, there's a show on right now, and it's called Next. Have you seen it yet? No. Okay, it's about AI, artificial, yeah, artificial intelligence, intelligence, all right? Yeah. So it's an artificial intelligence that they have taught it how to repair itself and make itself better with each new, I don't know what you would call it. The thing it's exposed to. Yeah. Something of that It nature, makes itself right? better. So it, it learns responds. and then it makes itself better. So it now it thinks that it's better than the human the make it makers mm-hmm. and so it's going to eliminate its and it, it's, it's gotten loose it got itself out of the server they had it in yeah. and now it's out and people who are coming up against it they're like uh driving in their car and it takes you know it cars takes, it, takes takes it over the computers you know, in their that, car that's why i won't buy one of those cars New that cars. corrects you yeah. know if it, it you're, if you're you. crossing the line and it corrects yeah. for you if it, i'm just if not it can do correct that. for you can't it drive you into a bridge too exactly and I'm thinking someone can just take over my car, just like you're driving a drone. And just it's drone. happened already. Yeah, of course. Why don't you think about shows, AI? Yeah. What, what happens when... See, I get into the whole Terminator thing, uh-huh. uh, Skynet. Star Trek, so some of those episodes on yeah, Star Trek so if the AI, uh, were the artificial like that. intelligence decides to start defending itself. You know what happens when you're in... You're the scientist that's going to devise this. It, it knows that you are, so it decides to crash the plane. Yeah, before. Yeah, that's why I always tell people, say, well, Dave, don't be scared about flying. If it's not your day, it's not your day. I'm not worried about my day. I'm so worried about the, the pilot's, pilot's day. day. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, I'm sorry. I, I kind of think that way at times, but no, I, I'm not worried about it anymore because I got beyond that because I really started looking at the Bible and saying it's either what it says or it's, or it's not. not. That's all. And, and, and Dave, I live my life like that. You know what I, I think about? That's why we get along so <laughs> yes, well. That's right. Brother. All these people that when the rapture takes place, man, if you don't know Jesus and you're in flight and you've got a Christian pilot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not good. <laughs> not good. All right. We got to get a, a final break in. Let's do that. And we'll come back and, and talk further. It's uh, of course the Dave Ellswick show, the six o'clock hour. Hope you're enjoying it. I want to come back and talk about that AI thing just for a second more here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Last segment, and I, I just mentioned uh, in, the, in the previous segment, we were talking about artificial intelligence. I'm a huge science fiction buff. I mean, I was just t- talking during the break with Iverson about Charlton Heston and Edward, uh, G. Robinson. And Edward G. Robinson in a, in a movie called Soylent Green. I have been trying to find that to be able to show as a classic movie, and I don't think they digitalized it yet. Mm. And that's the problem. If it's not in digital, uh, you can't show it because you got so many. Uh, you don't have movie theaters with projectors anymore. Wow. Uh, they have. Uh, they use um, computers. That uh, I'm having problems with. I can wait. Hmm. Anyway, right. So it's still available on on actual film. Like real, probably real. not. Most of the films, since they're silver nitrate, they've already gone the way of the mm-hmm. dodo bird. So uh, I'm going to try to find that one. I would like to show. Excuse me, show that one 
Planet of the Apes is still out there on digital. And, uh, and I don't know if uh, Omega Man is. Mm-hmm. And I said Gemini Man. Yeah, right, it's yeah, Omega, Omega Man. Man. And, uh, of course, you got to understand what they're saying there. Last, last Man. Last Man. All right. That's that's what it is. It's uh, Omega is the last yeah, letter, last of, letter the, of the Greek, um, alphabet. Greek alphabet. Because you look at, you look at uh, that movie, it was remade by Will Smith. Mm-hmm. And what was his call? Oh gosh, I, where I know what you're he talking was trying about. To, uh, uh, you know, the what was it? You remember? Somebody. I think it was Gemini Man. Gemini, was it Gemini? yeah. I think so. Well, I anyway, think right. uh, they made a, a remake. The, the original is Last Man on Earth with Vincent Price. Oh, Vincent right. Price, another That's class. A, yeah, you know, great Man. stuff. But anyway, you, you watch a lot of science fiction, and really, what you're seeing is. They just haven't been able to make it science fact yeah, yet. yet. <laughs> uh, they're working on it. Don't think that they're not that's, working on it. That's kind of scary. And that's the the AI thing. Nobody thought about this. I mean, there's there's been movies like Cronus and a lot of mm-hmm. other movies that are about supercomputers taking over the Earth and things of that nature. Terminator, a perfect example of that with Skynet. And oh, yeah. that, that was the whole thing was send them back, you know, mm-hmm. people to stop Skynet from ever being developed and, and whatnot. And that that's what this new show on Next is kind of about. But when when somebody who is as brilliant as Stephen Hawking yeah. is talking was talking about artificial intelligence mm-hmm. and and this whole singularity thing that they're talking about where the merge of man and yeah. machine completely. Mm-hmm. And he was saying, run from it as fast as you can. Yeah. I'll listen to Stephen Hawking. Yeah. Okay. He, his, he's written a book. He wrote a book about it. He's passed away now, mm-hmm. but he wrote a book about it. And he brings up a lot of the questions that I had about it. When you have a machine that can repair itself and make itself better <laughs> and can think for itself independently, right. how long does it take before it decides that you're the problem you're the because problem. you're flawed. Right. It isn't. Yeah. Yep. Well, and if, it, if it, you design a machine to defend itself. Well, and that's what they're doing. You remember the old Star Trek episode with, with uh, Kirk and the, it was called the Changeling? And what? it had the two, the Changeling. Changeling. Yeah, the Changeling. And you had the two com, uh, computers that crashed into each other and, and they repaired, it repaired itself. And mm-hmm. it got its mission off. It was sent out to do biological studies, mm-hmm. and uh, and but it 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 with the uh, crash it got corrupted. Yeah, it got corrupted. You know, its mission got corrupted, and so it was looking Vigor. for yeah. <laughs> so, Remember that. So the thing was to get rid of all imperfect things. Yeah, mm-hmm. and of course, every person is, is imperfect. imperfect. Yeah, and so the only way that Kirk got got rid of it was to make it. See itself that it was imperfect. That it was imperfect because uh, so it, it made itself. a mistake because he wasn't its creator, and so it destroyed itself. Uh, so. <laughs> that's a great. That's great. But see, those are well, parables. They but are. They are the parables of today. Yes. They really are. And you think about that, and you think about uh, you know uh, what was the one that Leslie Nielsen was in back in the fifties, uh, Forbidden Planet. Oh yeah. You look at that with uh, Robbie the robot and uh-huh. all of that, and how far we've come. Yeah. Man, when he starts thinking the things, there he it is works right there. towards it. You know, and, and we're going back to talking about the Bible in Genesis where God said, yeah. if man, whatever he puts his mind to, he'll be able to do it. 
So all he needs is time. Well, and, yeah. and, I, and I think we're kind of getting there because we've already got got machines that are somewhat autonomous. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think when it's when it's just a vacuum cleaner or a lawnmower that that mows grass, that's one thing. But if you're actually def- designing some type of military uh-huh. robot that can actually act autonomously and defend itself, yes, and and yes. maybe and go in and, and would you like to play? Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's uh, a good line there. <laughs> uh, and so the the scary part about that is, like we're talking about, there's no moral compass there. There's no moral compass. And, 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 and they wanted to play thermonuclear yeah. war. Someone mm. like, uh, what was the show, Point of Interest? Oh, no, Person. Person of, of Interest. Of Interest. Where it all would, the cameras. Yeah, all the cameras, and it would look at the people, their mm. patterns, you know, their their uh, genealogy, and say, mm. oh, this is going to be a bad person. In other words, and this so is they, Hitler they in the crib. Pre, Let's pre, kill him before so he's Hitler in the womb. So yeah, doing Hitler in the womb. Pre-crime. Yes. Pre-crime. Oh, yeah, that's yep. assassinations. Yes. Philip Dick. Right. Yep. He's the yep. one who wrote that yep. movie, who wrote and the book for uh, that movie. So, again, there's no moral compass. So when you say, uh, you know, Iverson is going to be a bad guy. Right. And, and, they, and, they, maybe and he that would. may be programmed into it. They'll say, well, we've dis- we've determined that Redemption these- is left out of that. I just watched a movie over the weekend, something about Shadow of the Moon. Uh-huh. And it was about people coming back from the future and killing the people who oh. had who had impact on your life and made you what you were. So if you took those people away, you wouldn't be like that. Yeah, uh, you'd be worse. Well, I'm just telling <laughs> you, that, that was a crazy movie, too. Iverson, thanks for coming in. Yes, sir. Same thing for you, Paul. Yes, Thank sir. you for coming in. I'll see you tomorrow. Uh, Elizabeth with me, as well as the Bible guys, on the next Dave Elford Show tomorrow, 6 a.m.